BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome, everybody, to an all-new episode of Much To Do About Nothing, the podcast where me and Joel talk about so much that we classify it by just saying it's nothing. Um, We're going to start with our Knicks just finished playing uh, a tough loss against the Chicago Bulls. They have a um, back-to-back with them again this upcoming Wednesday. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say this. Two things bother me about Tom Thibodeau. One, he plays starters way too much, regardless if they're hot or not. He plays them way too much. And two, he has not figured out his closing lineup yet. Um, and to be fair, guys on this team are very um, – uh, no one's really um, – God, I can't believe I just lost the word that I'm thinking of uh, – consistent enough to necessarily True. close games. Um, but uh, I, I feel as though there's games where Reggie Bullock is hot, and then there's games where mm-hmm. Alec Burks is hot, and then there's games where quickly RJ – he just has to find a rotation that works for late game situations and stick to it. Um, and there, l- let me just start by saying it might have been what was the game, Joel, where Austin Rivers was just unconscious uh, from yeah. the, it was the Utah game? Yeah, and then the second half he was cold. Right now, <laughs> well, it only took be, like two shots or some. Let shit. me be fair on why he was cold in that second game. If you remember, it was Thibodeau. Almost, almost that entire third quarter to put that bench back in. Um, again, he plays his starters too many minutes. When they're not working, take them out immediately. You don't allow a lead to just blow up and then go, all right, quickly come in here and try to get us back. No, man, you call that timeout immediately and you get them out. You do. You just have to, especially when you know your bench possesses the talent to try to keep you up or, or to, to try to get you back into it. Um, you just you can't keep relying on Randall to, to bail us out of everything. You can't keep putting it on the shoulders of RJ to, to shoot us out of everything. Put like why? Why did he take so long to put Austin Rivers back in the game where he was he was on, he was unconscious in that first half? You should have had him start the second half. Don't put Alfred Payton back in. Rivers, that's the guy you go to. Like, to me, I, I, I look at it and I'm like, he's doing what he did in Chicago and Minnesota. The only difference is, I think an argument. Talent disparity. Wait, say it again? The talent disparity. It's not the same right. talent. I was just about to say, to be fair, 
We don't have a Carl Anthony Towns. To be fair, we don't have a Jimmy Butler or a Derrick Rose. Um, so those we don't have a superstar you can lean on. We have guys that were praying become superstars. Randall's not even that. He's Bro. playing on an all star, borderline all star right now. Right, that's what I'm saying. Borderline all star, but superstar. No, we know we don't have that in Julius Randall. Um, so to me, it's just like you gotta know got the talent you have, you know. And looking at the Clippers game, I chalked that up. I chalked that loss up to the fact that they're one of the best teams in all of the NBA. It's a game we shouldn't have even been close in to begin with. Right. They were um, unconscious, bro. They would not miss. They wouldn't miss. They couldn't miss. Now, I want to ask you, do you notice this? Do you notice how – I don't know what defensive scheme the Knicks play in, but they forever leave somebody wide open, always. And I don't even know if it's getting lost. Is it uh, – oh, That is part of their defense. It's just like – because they, 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 they focus so much on the inside that they leave the, 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 out, the outside open, but they're supposed to close out much quicker than they've been doing and sometimes they get lost like they got lost a couple of times today in the back door play like like three times and like those are easy points like they're just they're not paying attention and that and that those are points you're just giving away and and we can't shoot ourselves out of these games we can't depend on our three-pointers to go in so we can't be giving up easy buckets not at all especially because watching the knicks play is like playing 2k on hall of fame it's like the computer's always going to find a very easy way to score, right? Like, it's it's easy to score on us, the player. It's so difficult to score on the other team, and you're seeing that with the Knicks. It's like, all right, they're scoring on us because at points our defense just isn't good um, or isn't consistent, rather. And then right. we come up to court, and it's like it's so hard to get these points. And it's like you can't give up points when it's that difficult for you to get them right Um, so I mean I just look at them man and I'm like I'm not giving up on this team they're a good team that that that's being coached really well he's just so fucking hard-headed and and it's it's driving me insane it really is Joel I watched the third very hard on coaches to begin with uh, Let me ask you, you don't think he's being hard-headed with playing? Um, I, believe he's, I believe he is hard-headed, but I'm not going to blame this one on the coach. You know, they just did not play well, like defensively, when they needed to today. There was a couple of plays where they were just being like airheaded. They were literally leaving people like open or through the like, – like I said, there was a couple of backdoor plays where they were just not following. If they defended well, we wouldn't have to worry about hitting certain shots. So, like – RJ missing me a wide open three pointer. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have to I, depend on that. Yeah. I, to me, I don't know. RJ to me is so tricky, man, because where he frustrates me is he'll, he'll get hot, right? And then Clyde will, Clyde will mention two or three minutes after, like, oh, man, we haven't heard anything from RJ in a while. Like, you got to get it to RJ. And it's like, no, you don't have to get it to RJ. Why is RJ not coming up to court and asking for the ball? Like no, the problem, that. go and rebound that basketball. Or yes, absolutely. Go get it. Go get yeah. it. Because I know he can. Go for get sure. it. That's what he should be doing every time. Go for get sure. it. And I also noticed that the Knicks' biggest problem um, that they they just really struggle with this. I, I don't know what the mentality is of the players individually, but. 
I've seen it too many times this season where a player's hot and then they come up to court and that player doesn't touch the ball. And it's like, wait, you know what? what? Not touch the ball. There are times that they get the ball wide open and don't shoot the fucking ball. <laughs> that they is also true. Uh, or they, they head fake and then move. Like, what are you doing? You're wide open. Shoot the fucking ball. I can't tell you how many times that's happened this year. Like, yeah. like almost every game, there's a moment where they, they're wide open. Instead of shooting the ball, they pass the fucking ball. It's so annoying. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm completely with you on that. They're just – and, again, these are the games – we talked about this. When you beat Golden State, no one's going to take that seriously when you don't win the games you're supposed to win. Um, people will look at games like that more so like, oh, Utah had a bad day. Milwaukee had a bad day. Boston had a bad day. Rather than, oh, the Knicks are to be taken seriously. You can't lose this game against the Bulls. And that's not me saying that the Bulls are trash. It's just me saying you can't lose this game against the Bulls. No. They're on our level, or at least we look at them that way, and we right. can't lose the game to the We just can't. And look, we just got off shot today. That's what it came yep. down to. You know, yep. they made shots in us at the end of the day. You know? Yep. And um now I'm trying to I'm trying to think about this. Mitchell Robinson, um, we, we definitely do have to I don't know why. I I maybe you know this because because you pay attention a, a little bit more than I do. I have no idea why they won't unlock Mitchell Robinson. Um, the guy keeps saying I can shoot, and they will not let him do it. I don't know why. I do not know why they don't say why. They just they want him to focus on defending, and as you know, he doesn't jump as much uh, as you see. He has become a better overall defender because of it. Um, but I think it, you can see that he's holding back. Yeah. And it's about- scared to get into foul trouble, but he gets into foul trouble anyway. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Like, today he got into foul trouble. It's hard because these guys are just going to attack him and they call it on him instead of the other guy. It, it is what it is. Um, but like, I wish they would give him some leeway and let him, you know, if he's open, take the shot. Let him, like, they take a couple jumpers or maybe a little hook shot. I don't know. Maybe it's something that he has to work towards. Right now, they just want him to master, I guess, def- defense. <laughs> yeah, to me, I if he can shoot, not allowing him to frustrates me because they're so stagnant on offense. Like, they, they, they really are. They are. Like, if Randall doesn't have it, it just seems like that starting lineup just does not have the motivation to really kind of just go at it. We depend too much on that bench to come in and, and, and you know, give us some kind of juice going forward. Yeah. If Mitch could shoot, and I'm not even talking about Draymond Green, Carl Anthony Towns, Boogie Cousins kind of shooting. I just mean if he could get a good jump shot, uh, you know, to open up that, that, that spacing a little bit more. Because I also feel as though they don't space well. They do a lot of screens, and then they just bunch up together. And I'm like, yeah, they don't, you they don't space. I open. Because <laughs> they, they don't shoot well, really. Right. I mean, even when they're open, again, they, they miss shots, and that's where they that's where they find themselves falling short. Uh, I can't tell you how many times they, they they'll hit a couple three, they'll miss a couple threes, and then they're down ten at some point. You're like, what the fuck just happened? Because those <laughs> those threes lead to like like a long distance rebounding, which leads to a fast break, and they're not coming, they're not you know transitioning fast enough. And you're down 10, and you're like, what the fuck just happened? Well, because you keep fucking missing. 
And that happens with guys that these are just not consistently good shooters. And you have like one guy that's a really bad shooter and one guy who's really inconsistent with, with fucking Bullock. And then you know RJ is an inconsistent shooter. He needs space. Uh, at least he needs space in the paint. And then and then fucking Randall can do everything, but you know, his jump shot's also not exactly the most you know, on the money. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I don't know. I just I, I look at this team and I go, the record should be slightly better than what it is. It'll be not, at least five. Right. Not not by much, you know, not by much, but it should be slightly better than what it is because they keep losing games that you're like, oh man, the Knicks are up against Utah. This is great. And then you blink and you're like, where did you lose this game? Like how? <laughs> you know, it's like look at the numbers. They didn't have um they got out assisted and that's mainly because we made less shots. <laughs> they yeah. they just like they made uh, Chicago made 11 threes to New York's six. <laughs> And how much of many points did we lose by? Uh, what was it? Six? Like 102 to 110? Yeah. yeah. So, that, there you go. That tells you everything right there. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It honestly does. And, and to me, one thing I want Randall to focus more on, and, and again, who am I, but I definitely want him to focus more on this, is making his teammates better. Um, whether that's holding them accountable in practice, whatever, whatever that means, you got to do it because – there's just no execution. There's no execution. And we hear Tibbs talk so much about what they're doing in practice. And, you know, he's playing the best people based off of practice. But me and you say it all the time. We get to the game day and we're like, what the fuck did you practice? What, like, what were you practicing? Because you didn't execute any of that in the game. Like, I'm really curious. Like, and the biggest question I have is we, you know, we talk about, you know, we applaud this team for their defense all the time. Who the hell is drawing up their offensive plays? Because I can tell you right now, inbounding to Randall or inbounding to RJ and then just driving it to the basket is not a play. I don't often see them run plays. It just kind of seems like it's like if me and you just went out back and just started shooting around. It's like, where is like, there's no cohesion on offense None. And, and like Clyde always says, good defense is supposed to lead to, uh, to, to good offense. But to me, you can play great defense, but if no one's hitting shots, it means nothing. Uh, run and they don't fucking run. That's my issue with them. Their offense, they do, they do, they call plays and half court sets because that's what they want to do, the half court. Why though? If you have athletes, run. Run, run, run. They don't run enough. They don't run fast enough. They have got look fucking Obi Toppin always open down the court, but no one's looking for them ever because they're so slow. <laughs> they're not looking for that. <laughs> Stop. That's so annoying. No, I, I'm completely with you. And that's another person that I wanted to talk about because it seems like because of the injury he had early on, it's it, he's finding it really hard to get into the flow of things within the game and it doesn't help that it seems like Tibbs doesn't really know where to put him um as far as like what what lineups he he works best with right um but Obi Toppin on the court with Emmanuel quickly should be averaging off the bench 10 points per game easy easy I just have lobs and, and just uh, that's what spots. I'm saying not those even counting the fact open well, throws right not even counting the fact that the kid can shoot 
right? Like he can shoot the ball. Right. Just off alley-oops and, and open looks around the rim, the kid mm-hmm. should be averaging 10 points per game. Yep. With a real yeah. point, a pure point guard would have right. found several times today. 100%. I said, I said this to myself the other day. I said, you're not telling me Lonzo Ball does not drastically make every skilled position player on our team better. Now, whether it's 5%, 2%, 100%, whatever, he makes them better. And Lonzo this year, not by much. I'm not saying it like he's the next Steph Curry. When, when Lonzo's wide open, he's not doing the Alfred Payton, which is pump fake and then trying to pass it. Like, no, you make it so easy to defend us when players know, all right, well, Mitch isn't doing anything outside of around the paint. Alfred can shoot. So my focus is just on uh, Burks, RJ, and Randall. Do you know how easy it is to defend a team when you're like only three players I have to worry about out of five? Mm-hmm. You got to be able to do something in that point guard position. And look, I'm not saying Alfred Payton. I need Alfred Payton to average 20 a game. No one's saying that. But not you have to be somewhat of a smoke screen that you had that that you're keeping them honest. Like they have to stay on you. Which can free up RJ and Randall, so they're the not getting doubled so easily. With Peyton at the moment, is that he's not making shots. He's he's literally a waste of space. Yes, <laughs> you know it's like, and by by making shots, I mean making layups, not even jump shots. Or if, when he's not making a floater or just one of those crazy layups that you can pull off, he's literally just wasting space because he doesn't do really anything else. And apparently, he's a good defender, and that's why he's getting minutes. But you can't tell me that he's a better defender than Frank. I, I just don't believe that. <laughs> well, my bigger question is, I and again, I, I lean on you for this. So if, if you know, please let me know. I have not seen one game this year where he's played any point guard. I'm not even talking elite. I mean, any point guard. And I felt as though, yo, he's keeping clamps on this guy. Like, he's playing really good defense on this point guard. I've never felt that this year. No, I'm not he's saying had, he's, he's never had- Defensive. No, he's had some good defensive games, but he's also got lit up a couple times too. This year? Yeah, this year. I I, I don't remember it. I, I don't remember. I'm, again, I wasn't saying he didn't. I don't remember it. I really don't. I don't remember a point guard. Yeah, it just hasn't been recently, especially since with the like, that West Coast trip. It's like he lost the step over there and never got it back. But to be fair, those are really top-notch point guards. I'm not. I'm not gauging it by that. Those guys torch everybody. I understand I that. But I'm saying he has had good defensive Fox games prior. He's shutting him down. Okay, yeah, I understand. I'm just saying it doesn't take much to shut him down, just defend him. That's that's really – Peyton is not hard to guard, obviously. It's if, if Peyton can guard someone and lock them down. He's not locking anyone down, but he at least can defend well enough. Because, uh, obviously, you know, he's quickly starting to, to, to adjust. Like, where he's starting to, like, not – fall for certain shit like he got you know old school against uh, Mike Conley in Utah the first time didn't show up well and Peyton played well didn't play great but he played well enough to keep us in the game where we won that game the first game you know what I mean that was a good defensive game for for him but that second game he got lit up (laughs) you know what I mean it is what it is yeah I just I I, I don't know man I, I, I look at this and I go Derrick Rose, damn sure, is not the answer. Um, albeit, he does give us he does give us the versatility as a point guard that we need. He's just not. I need a facilitator. 
I need someone that can take the ball out of Randall's hands at all times. I need someone who can put Randall and RJ in better positions to be more efficient and to get easier baskets. And Elford Payton is not that guy. To me, I see it as it's just as simple as that. It's just as simple as that. Now, could Elford Payton be a great backup point guard somewhere? A hundred percent, a thousand percent, and he'd be great. But for us, that's not what we need. And I'm not even saying that Randall's, you know, the Julius Randall of last year. He's it's making not. smarter decisions. I'm just saying he is not like you don't. You look at Jokic and you're like, you want it from that guy, Draymond. LeBron, I don't need Julius Randle to do that. I need a proper point guard to put yeah. him in better positions. Um, so that's what I mean by taking the ball out of his hands. I don't need Julius Randle setting up plays. Why is that ever happening? <laughs> Give it to your point guard, and that guy should be orchestrating the yeah. offense to where it's getting in better be positions. The majority of the time, then we don't need paint on the floor. That's how I look at it. Wait, say it again? So Julius is going to keep doing that majority of the time, and then we don't need Peyton on the board. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. You're a hundred percent right. Yes. A hundred percent. But again, I, I don't know. I mean, I'll say this. I, looking at this game, I understand why. And it was a very quiet game for him, but I see why the Knicks were keeping uh, the Knicks and the Nets were keeping eyes on, on Zach Levine. He's a lethal guy when he can get hot, man. When he can get hot, he's a lethal guy. But at best, he's someone that could help us close out games. Like, that's why he was attractive to me. It wasn't because he's a superstar. It wasn't because he's the guy that can get us to the finals. It's purely because we look very stagnant at the end of games sometimes. And I'd like the the idea of knowing, like, all right, that's a guy that almost 95% of the time can knock down that clutch shot when we need it. Not even um, just a bucket. Like we need a jump shot. A bucket. Yeah. <laughs> a bucket, sure. And, and again, I don't mean any disrespect to Randall Burks uh, or RJ or quickly. It's but just, help. It can't just be just Randall and RJ's is not consistent enough. Right. With RJ, jump, you know, he does a lot of things, but like that jump shots, iffy. <laughs> We, we have to look at RJ, uh, and again, a lot of this season so far, he's kind of, I don't want to say let us on, but he's kind of pulled us to where we're like, all right, he's making that step, and he's still struggling. So you look at it, and you go, there is a such thing as, it's his second year, right? Yeah. There's such thing as a sophomore slump. Um, yeah, now, but I think my problem, I don't have a problem with RJ. My thing with RJ is that he, he's learned how to score without relying on his jump shot, which I appreciate. <laughs> No, I mean, that that is true. But to me, I look at him and I'm like, that's still a work in progress. Emmanuel quickly is only going to get better. I have mm-hmm. no idea why Tom Thibodeau has completely given up on Kevin Knox. Um, I, he, he said today that it's a rotational thing. That's yeah. why. There's too many players at his position that are healthy now. And it's like, Tibbs, what the fuck? You knew that? You knew that when... We went and got Burks, and, and we brought back um, uh, what's his name? Um, God, Rivers. Who who'd you say? Rivers. No, not Rivers. Um, God, he was starting for us for a while. Reggie oh. Bullock. Sorry. Yeah, uh, I mean, he he still starts. No, 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 no. I I, I was saying Tibbs knew 
that he had uh, a lot of uh, people at that specific position. And I'm like, Kevin Knox was playing really well to start this season. He was getting open, uh, open corner threes, knocking them down, playing solid defense. I really do think that if your bench was quickly Rivers, Knox, Obi, Nerlens, we would have no problems with that bench. No. That's what it was. That's what it's been. I don't know why it's it's going away from that. Because now this is the first game where everyone's healthy. Right, but you don't you don't go away from it. Like again, but Knox hasn't done any. That's the point. He hasn't done any. That, to, to him, he can rely on Bullock more than he can rely on Knox. That's just really what it came down to. That's that's fair. But Knox is very much a confidence guy. If he's not on the court, that he he's gonna regress. We we I get that. But what it came down to, he he picked he picked his starter over the guy that was just getting the the, the like minutes off the bench. And it came down to basically Obi and Knox, and he went with Obi. I mean, I, I would definitely go Obi for for sure, because I mean he has to get playing time. Um, but it's like Knox could be better if he was just on the court more. I and, think I still think he should start. <laughs> you think Knox should start? Yeah. Hmm. You said he needs confidence. He can shoot. At least I could trust him to make a shot over Bullock, who's been really, really bad. Yeah, recently. I don't. I don't disagree. But hasn't hasn't Tibbs been starting Burks lately? He starts either Burks or Bullock. He starts Bullock since he's, he's going to start Bullock. That's who he's been starting. Burks well, only started because Bullock was hurt. Okay. Yes. Knox should start over over Bullock. Knox should not start over um, Burks. Um, so if Tibbs is thinking from now on his starter is Bullock, yes, remove that and put in Knox 100%. But uh, Burks, to me, helps balance when RJ becomes inconsistent. Um, we at least know we can get some scoring from Burks. Um, so I do, I do think he's better off starting. I also don't like when Knox and Elford play together. I don't feel as though Elford finds finds Knox in the right spots. I think they started either. <laughs> it again? I don't think Alfred should be starting either. Oh, for sure. We talked about this uh, a while ago. Yeah, we, we been thought he shouldn't start. I yeah. just said, I don't <laughs> mind quickly coming off the bench to help. I don't either. The bench I, I, would, I would start Frank. Minutes. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to see how Frank looks with, um, with this starting unit. I, I, I honestly would. I really Frank wouldn't. and Knox. I know they're the young guys, and I understand that they're not as dependable, I guess. <laughs> but they're longer, they're more athletic, uh, and they're at least you can't tell me they're they're worse shooters. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm gonna tell you this. You go back, not you. I'm saying Tibbs. You go back to the game where the Dallas Mavericks came to New York, or either we went to Dallas. One of the two. And you look at the footage on how Frank put clamps on Luka Doncic, and you tell me that guy shouldn't be a starting point guard for the New York Knicks. Especially if that's what you're looking for, defense. And he did it against Damian Lillard. Like, he's proven he can be a great defensive point guard. And he he just has the – my thing with Frank is his evolution has to be – you got – and this is a problem every Knicks player has on this team – Keep your head up. Keep your head up. 
you not keeping your head up is how Mitch gets gets frustrated because he's open and you could have yeah. lobbed it, but you missed it because you're looking down. Uh, Knox is wide open in the corner, but you missed it because you're looking down. That's the problem the Knicks have. Look up, up, up. You have to scan the whole entire court. Um, and that was my biggest issue with Frank is that he doesn't have the court vision. But, man, could he put some clamps on the guy. And to me, I value that way yeah. more than anything else, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> it's really mean. But I'm, I think it's time. I think there has to be a point. I'm like, I'm very surprised how healthy fucking Alfred Payton has been this year. Because he's usually never this healthy. <laughs> no. yeah, I, I think he's healthy out of spite, Joel. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, y'all want to get rid of me? Watch this. I will never miss him. I'll never get hurt this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So I want, I want to ask you this to get off the Knicks. I want to ask you this. It's been frustrating me. I had this talk with my grandfather the other day. Let me, let me preface this by saying I understand why people feel this way, but I disagree with it. Now, my question to you is there's been conversations that Bradley Beal, nine times out of ten, probably ten times out of ten, will not be an all-star this year, right? Mm-hmm. Now, do you think it's fair – again, we understand, we understand the logic that the, the NBA goes by when they vote for all-stars. We get mm-hmm. it. But do you agree with the idea of a guy that's averaging – what he's averaging. Yeah. Not making the all-star team only because his team has a losing record. No, I'm not normally. But when you're the worst team in the league, it's just you should you should at least make the all-star now. Maybe not as a starter, but at least, you know, one of the reserves, you know. So you agree that a losing team shouldn't have a starting all-star? No, because then, then you, you eliminate half your all-stars. It's stupid. Of course not. Especially the guy that's like averaging what thirty something points a game. It's kind of crazy. It's insane. I just I, I look at. Look, let me preface this. I don't disagree with anything you just said. I just look at it and I'm like, is it that Bradley Beal isn't making his team better, or is his team just not that good? They're not that good. So it's like, all right, you're punishing him for what? <laughs> for no. for what? Like, what what is he supposed to like? If you put LeBron on this Wizards team, they're probably not winning that many more games. It's just not a good team. It's not coached well. The players are average at best. That's what I'm saying. You have Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, and you can't get wins? You had to beat the Nets the other day because they're the worst defense in the the league? You know, you got lucky. You know what I mean? Yeah, it it took a grace of God uh, to to get that win. So you're saying saying you believe – that there's no excuses that having Russell Westbrook as your running mate, you should be able to win more games. Hell yeah. How do you not? Like, we were expected to, like, maybe make a playoff push if we've got Russell Westbrook. This team is ass. Are you serious? I will say, though, and this will be a huge testament when we play them, but I do think the Knicks just have better skilled players than the Wizards do. So Russ could have taken this Knicks team easily. Uh, to the playoffs and the East. I also believe it's coaching. You know, I do believe there's a coaching difference. You know? Fair. Very fair. I, I'll, I'll say this. If you get rid of Bradley Beal, right, and you can get really good assets back for him, I mm-hmm. do think that head coach has an amazing relationship with Russ that if the season started over again, that team could be 500. Now, whether yeah. it's not by much or, or slightly, whatever – the team would be better if it was uh, if it was um, it's Scotty Brooks, right? Uh, Scott Brooks, yeah. Scott Brooks. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Scott Brooks has a great relationship with Russ. If it was just those two and skilled players, Russ could make that uh, um, uh, at least a fighting for eighth seed, seventh seed kind of team. I think what throws yeah. it off is that you can't allow Russ Russell to be everything he wants to be because Bradley Beal does need the ball. Bradley Beal is not Clay Thompson, you know, to where he's just like, oh, I'm going to just sit in the corner and, you know, I just I throw up these threes. That's not who he is. So it's like it limits what Russell Westbrook can do because he needs full control of the court. That's why I didn't work with him and James. It's like you can only go but so far telling James to not have the ball in his hands <laughs> before this becomes uh, a headache. So to me, I look at it and I go, without Bradley Beal, that team could be better. Uh, I know that sounds completely stupid, but uh, I just mean schematically. It gives them more talent. Right, right. You you unlock Russell Westbrook when you space out uh, the talent on that team rather than it just being two guys that are talented and everyone else is just whatever. Right. Um, it's weird. And no, it's disrespect, weird. And no disrespect to anybody that plays for the Wizards. I, I couldn't do what you do. No disrespect. But, no. Uh, yeah, so, okay. So, I mean, like I said, I just wanted to hear your thoughts on it. I, I do think it's unfair, um, but I get it. I do get the example that you gave. I really do. Um, I heard uh, somebody on NBA TV last night say, um, if Bradley Beal makes the all-star team and you have somebody else that's averaging 30 that's winning and they don't, how is that fair to that player? So, I mean, no. I, get it. I, I, I do get it. I really do. Um, but to me, it's just like, it's like, God damn, Bradley Beal, you're just you're throwing up empty calories. <laughs> you know, yeah. like if you can't even make the all-star game, on this bad team. It's, just, it's empty calories. Um, and, and one thing I was saying was, you know, I do want the NBA to be a little bit more clear. As much as they put uh, stipulations around how someone can be an all-star, they have catered to um, giving people all-star votes off of name, not off of what they've done in that specific year, but just who they are. So I want the NBA to keep that in mind. Like, it's not all off of, oh, well, you know, you have to be winning and, you know, and this. You sometimes just select people based off of the fact that they're LeBron or they're Luka or they're yeah. um, well, easy pickings. Right. So it's like, let's not act like, you know, it's all about you have to be playing well. You sometimes just go off a name. But anyway, we can move on. Uh, you still have no idea where, uh, besides the Knicks, where you see Bradley Bill going? Nah. I, I I need to see who, who's gonna offer what first. I don't. I have no specific place I'd like to see him. Um, so I just know whatever it is, it's gonna be an arm and a leg. I legit, <laughs> I legit went through all thirty-two teams. Thirty-two, right? Yeah, thirty. Thirty. Yeah. Oh, it's thirty. Okay, I'm sorry. I went through all thirty. Was thirty-two. That's what I was thinking. Okay, I went through all thirty teams, and. I couldn't find a team in this NBA, Joel, that had enough to offer Washington to get Bradley Beal unless Washington just wants to get rid of him, which I do not believe that's the case. So I'm looking around and I'm like, draft picks, you know, players, players that, you know, are, are somewhat decent that you can you can remember. Yeah, young players. I'm like, I can't find any. I really that, couldn't. And the that, only team, willing to give up. 
Right. The only team I landed on that I thought had somewhat of those assets, but I just couldn't see Washington taking what they would offer is Sacramento. Um, outside of that, I can't think of anyone else that has all of the above. He'd want to go him out of there. Say it again. <laughs> so I can't imagine he'd want to go there either. No, 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 no. Well, no, I, I wasn't thinking where he wanted to go in this aspect. I was thinking what's what's best for Washington. Yeah, but uh, Washington, they would respect his wishes, which was to, they'd send him somewhere, you know, he, of his choosing, not, not his just. Choosing? Oof. I, I mean, I, I don't know then. It, it's hard. <laughs> it's it's difficult. It, it's really, really, really difficult. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'll tell you this, Bradley Beal, you are in the same situation Deshaun Watson is in. A situation to where you have a team that is not in a rush to move you, and there's honestly not much better for uh, in the team aspect of where Houston can send you that they can get proper compensation back for. Um, like, unless they can whisper sweet nothings in Jacksonville's ear to get that number one pick, it's slim pickings. I mean, it's between convincing Jacksonville and convincing Miami. Um, that's really what you're looking at if you're Houston as far as compensation. And if you're the Wizards, I don't really know what team has all the compensation that you need because you yeah. saw what Houston got. You saw yeah. uh, the Thunder. You got to look at that. Right. So it's like if you're Washington, who the hell has assets left that didn't trade away their souls to get the star players that they have right. that can offer you assets? I think the closest one, maybe Miami, depending on what draft picks they have. Now, I tell you this. Where it'll get tricky for Miami is, first thing Washington's going to tell you is, they're going to mention two names, and Miami's going to hang up the phone. They're going to say Bam, and they're going to say they either want Tyler Hero or or the the other white boy that's a shooter. I can't think of his name. Robinson. Yes, Duncan Robinson, yes. So they're going to say those three names. And if you're Miami, are you leveraging um, one of those three names? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if you want him, yeah, you got to give up one of those no. three. Yeah, if, if you want him, for sure. But I mean, Preferably I look- the one that plays a similar position. <laughs> <laughs> I look at Miami the same way I look at Boston, and I'm like, Boston would go after Bradley Beal, but are you willing to get rid of Jalen Brown? Like, are you willing to say yeah. – Forget what this kid can be for the next 15 to 20 years. I'll take what Bradley Beal can be for the next 10. You know, like, are you willing? That's why I'm saying if you're Miami, you are, are you willing to say that, you know? And I don't know. I, I That team has shown that it has enough to get to the big dance. It doesn't need a whole lot more. Um, I think, yeah, you give them Beal, you give up Hero and, and maybe another piece and a couple picks here and there or whatever. I think it's enough, honestly. Okay, so if you're Washington, you take – and, again, I, I'm, I'm not asking for specifics because I'm putting you on the spot, but let's say Hero, Iguodala, draft pieces, and maybe uh, Olenek. And oh, right. I, I'm just throwing names out there, but a Hero would obviously be the big name in the draft assets. Um okay. If you're Washington, I don't. If I'm Washington, I don't look at Tyler Hero and go, "Yeah, I could replace what I was getting from Bradley Beal." 
<laughs> like I need something transcendent. Like bam, I need bam. Why would Miami like be hesitant? <laughs> you know no, I mean? Miami wouldn't be hesitant. They would say, "You want a hero? Yes, yes, have him." If I'm Washington, I'm saying I don't see hero as an. I don't think I Miami looks at them that way, honestly. Really? Yeah, I think they how they they like him a lot more than you do, apparently. Oh, they like hero a lot more than I do. Yeah. No, I, I do believe they love Hero. That's why I'm saying to me, if you're Miami, are you giving up what Hero could be for the next 15 to 20 years for what Beal could be for the next five to 10? Yeah, I say yes. I say because they, they were close enough last year. You know what I mean? They were close enough. And yeah, as long as Jimmy stays healthy with Bam and Beal, you have, you have yourself a big three. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is but- like the only other team that has a big three is Brooklyn. And as long as you defend, you're better than them. <laughs> way better than them um I, I tell you this that will be the biggest robbery in nba history if miami can keep bam and jimmy um if they can keep bam and jimmy and add bradley bill to that they can i think they can they have enough young and well i don't know about their draft picks that's the only thing i don't know but right maybe they want Shua and they want hero maybe they'll give them both who knows yeah, no, that's crazy. But all right, uh, anything else NBA you wanted to talk? No, I think I talked enough considering I hate talking after the loss. Yeah, no, nah, I understand. Uh, let's move on. Um, you going uh, – oh, no, let's talk a little NFL. Uh, Matthew Stafford to the L.A. Rams for mm-hmm. – um, God, why did I just forget this kid's name? Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that a shocker to you? Uh no, because it was it was rumored like a couple of days before, and then it just actually went through. I was like, oh shit, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I love the move for both teams. I hate the move if I'm Jared Goff. Um, that franchise has not shown that it could put together a winning culture. <laughs> um, it just it has not it has not shown that it could put together a a winning culture at all. Okay. That sucks for Jared Goff, but for Detroit, I think it's not a bad move because they get no, hell two no. future firsts, a, a third rounder, and a guy that could at least start for the time being. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, Jared Goff is a very good quarterback. I think people put that loss on him in the playoffs, not realizing that he was playing with a broken thumb. And I'm sorry, for as many points as he was trying to put on the board, uh, Aaron Rodgers was lighting them the fuck up. So I'm like, how is that Jared Goff's fault? Was he supposed to come in there and drop 50 to win that game? Right. Um, he's a very, very, very solid um, quarterback. Um, I don't think the Lions – I think the Lions are completely good with that trade. I'm saying if I'm Jared Goff, I hate that trade. Um, yeah, but if yeah. I'm the Lions, I'm completely uh, content with that. I got rid of an aging guy to get a younger guy. From L.A. to Detroit? Come on. <laughs> well, Yes. Um, and the fact that L.A. in the past five years has been to a Super Bowl and Detroit, I don't think has even been in one in the past decade um, yeah, or two or three. Um, so I just look at it. And I'm like, if you're Jared Garth, like, hey, whoever my agent is, hey, get me the fuck out of here, like ASAP. Um, but if you're Matthew Stafford, hey, no excuses, none. I don't want to hear not a peep of nothing. Yep. It's. It's the NFC Championship or bust. I won't put Super Bowl on them, 
because I do think that offense needs a few a few more weapons. But it is NFC Championship or bust. You have one of the best defenses in the NFL. Yep. Jalen Ramsey, um, God, Aaron Donald. You got a stacked defense on that side. You better take that Rams team to the NFC Championship, or I don't want to hear a peep about a Matthew Stafford. Um, that to me, that kid was a product of his great receivers he's had since he's been drafted. Um, so that's that's what I put there. All right, that's all I have for that. Um, Patrick, us, oh, woof, wow, sorry. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady? Who are you taking? Mahomes or Tom Brady? Uh, I'm going with the, the young goat. I want to see him, you know, do his thing. I can't disagree. Um, to me. I'm a huge fan of dynasty builders. Um, I have no problem. What would you say? So so this would be the beginning of a new dynasty. Right. Yeah. I don't mind it. Uh, To me, it it just too much winning is when it starts to get uh, on my nerves. Like, like, um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, like if Pat wins this one and then wins another one, I I think I would have my fill. That's it. Stop winning. Right. Um, but to me, I don't know. I like seeing Patrick Mahomes do what uh, Steph Curry did, which is, you know, dethrone the king, um, you know, whether it be for the time being or completely replacing them, um, which Steph Curry did not live up to that part. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't mind. I, I don't mind that. But I also do love history. And to see Tom Brady win seven rings. The day he retires and I resume my love for this man as, as a quarterback, um, I will have no more conversations about who the greatest NFL quarterback of all time is. Uh, it'll be the guy that hung seven of them things. Um, so part of me is rooting for him in that, in that respect, but he's not a Patriot. So if he loses, I will shed not one tear. Um, <laughs> so that's how I look at that. So, um, but yeah, I just hope it's a really good game. You have two really great high powered offenses, two very passable defenses. Um, it should be a fun game. It should be a really fun game. Um, all right, let's move right along. We got Batwoman last night, Joel. Um, pretty solid episode. Love the the new look of, of Ryan's Batwoman. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that she's slowly breaking down Luke. Um, but what I all right, so obviously me and you have read numerous Batman comics. Am I missing something, or was Zaz more comical in the comics than I remember? Uh, Zaz is a fucking psychopath. I mean, there's right. different interpretations. Only, only reason I'm asking is because Birds of Prey, they went comical. Gotham, they went comical. Batwoman, they went comical. So I was like, maybe I'm just not remembering Zaz the way I think think I the way I thought he was in the comics because everyone seems to be going the more comical route and I'm like all right I I think I missed that boat but okay um I will say bravo to them uh nailing I don't know how much I like I I think I have a big problem when I see Zaz and he's already got at least over 200 tally marks already I'm like 
we would like to see him gain half of those. <laughs> like, like we saw him in this, and it was like, shit, I'm running out of space. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, wait a minute, you're about to retire? This is our first time seeing you, and you're going to retire? Like, I was like, I don't know if I like that. But um, how did you like uh, Batwoman's interpretation of Victor's ass? Well, this is what, the fourth live action interpretation of his ass at this point? Well, let's see, uh, Gotham, uh, Birds of Prey, Batwoman. What's the fourth one? Uh, Batman Begins. He was in the court scene. That was the guy. That was the first guy. That was the first villain thing you see. Zaz. You don't really. He doesn't have a big role, but he's in it. Oh shit! Well, bravo to you. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. He has a beard and shit. Um, put them in beards. I'm like, I've never read Zaz in the comics with beards, and I'm like, they keep going with the beard look. Keep giving him, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. I've seen him bald and I've seen him with blonde hair, so I think maybe the closest we've gotten is, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> no one, no one wants to commit to the. Well, no, Gotham did commit to the fully bald. Uh, yeah, he went fully. He didn't even. Well, he, he didn't even have eyebrows. <laughs> he no, he no, had no eyebrows. And what was weird was we didn't <laughs> often see his tally marks at all. I didn't like that. Yeah, yeah. True. I was just like, how do you not yeah. fully commit to the one thing? That makes Zaz who he is. Like, and, it, and he used guns a lot, you know. I yeah, no it. knives. It was like gun action. It was just like, yeah, yeah. all right. I don't really read a lot of Batman comics. <laughs> We're doing something weird, you know. At least they did in Birds of Prey. He used a knife, and he was kind of creepy, you know, with it. And you saw right. his tap marks. And then same thing with this guy. He's kind of similar. Uh, but he's again, they're like, this guy's a hitman. They were all hitmen, looks like, except for. The original Zaz is more of a serial killer, so right. um, they don't want to go that deep, I guess. <laughs> that which serious, I guess, which I guess is fine. But to me, just make them a little bit more killer, unless just like, hey, I need money to do this. Like, make them more just like Likes chaotic it. killer. Right. He does it for fun. I mean, that's the whole point. He does. He's a fucking murderer. That's what's all. That's all Zaz is. So right. your version wasn't bad. I didn't mind it. Uh, the fact that they showed as many as they did, I appreciate. Um, and how they started using his head, I'm like, okay. And every time he kills someone, they added more, and you could see it. There was like three by the end of that episode. <laughs> I'm like, cool. Um, so their version of that so far has been okay. I don't mind it at all. Uh, there's, there's a lot of masked people running around. I guess that's the false face of society or whatever. Yeah. I guess it's a gang. Um, so I guess I guess we'll be getting some black mass soon enough. Well, you uh, know he was mentioned in this episode. Was he? Yeah. All right. So remember at the end where um where uh I the the black chick that uh was dating Kate when she came back to tell the captain that mm-hmm. she thinks Kate is still alive, right before that scene, two officers are walking. And they're having a conversation. And he's, uh, I'm paraphrasing here. He's okay. saying along the lines of, uh, there's been a report to this guy in like this black mask. He's like, should we tell the captain? He's like, no, he has more important things to worry about than a freaking like a black mask. Um, uh, and I that was, that. I mean, I heard, yeah. I remember hearing that, but I didn't even, it didn't like pop into my head. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally caught that and I was just like, oh, okay, all right. You know, I, I, it, I forgot that we were getting black masks this season. And then they said that, and I was like, oh, okay, all right, that's that's really dope. I would have actually preferred if Black Mask uh, was behind Victor's ass. I think that would have been a little bit cooler, uh, like his, you know, his his henchman. Excuse like, me. 
Birds of prey. <laughs> right, right. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, and, and I know it's like, oh, we just got that, but I like that. I really do like those two, um, those two teaming up together. I don't need them to have the relationship that they did in Birds of Prey, but I do like the idea of them uh, of Zaz being on Black Mass payroll. But yeah, so they, they did name drop him in this episode. Um, I wanted to ask you this because I'm not really interested in this this portion of this Batwoman story, but mm-hmm. I thought maybe you could um, uh, enlighten, you. enlighten me. Yes, I I don't remember Sophia. She's not a Batman villain. She's a Batwoman villain. Uh, then that's why. Then that's why I don't remember Sophia. So is Sophia an interesting character in, in the comics? Uh, I don't really know. I kind of, if I had to figure, I mean, she kind of seems like uh, Batwoman's Bryce Al Ghul. Right, kinda I, how, I thought, yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of how I look at it. And that seems like the direction they're going with it. Because uh, that she's very, she's pretty much exactly like she is in the comics so far, so. We'll see if they keep it up. Yeah, to me, I just look at it and I'm like, ah, you know, it's crazy because I didn't like the way Arrow did Rachel Ghoul and his family. Right. One being, it shouldn't have been an Arrow, but yeah. I wasn't a fan of it. So to see it, but in a in a female version, I the interest just really isn't there. Like I need someone to reignite my interest in that character. Um, with a really different uh, interpretation of it um, or more a closer interpretation of it rather um, yeah. before I'm, I'm interested in seeing more of Ra's al Ghul uh, he's one of my least favorite Batman villains um, but that's only because um, I think he's only been done well in comics and cartoons um, so I just don't I'm not I'm not dying to see more of him in live action but anyway to Sophia it just kind of seems like a storyline that's just not really hooking me. Um, if it wasn't for Alice, um, Ryan, Luke, and God, why can we never remember? Mary. Mary, thank you. If it wasn't for them, I would probably have no interest in this season whatsoever. Um, so my focus is more so on, on that core. Um, but the story itself is just really not doing it for me. It, it, is it capturing you so far? It's, it's doing enough okay. <laughs> you know yeah it's not, it's not like i've lost interest because no, of it. i, I, I want to learn more about the character so I'm, i've kept my ears open to seeing what what else is in store with that character yeah. she's very seems very hands-off so i'm like it's fine I'm like who cares <laughs> <laughs> joe's like all right good whatever <laughs> yeah that's whatever um, <laughs> no i i do want to make it clear i I do have an interest in in this show. I'm just saying that specific storyline is just not really grabbing me. Um, but oh, so I'm early, you know, so I don't I don't know where it's going yet. So, fair, you know, like no, that's it's fair. not like it's grabbing me either. It's just I, I don't know what to expect. It's just, <laughs> just it's like, there. It's not doing it either. But no, I mean, I I love Ryan. I love how drastically different she is from Kate. Um, I, I love is. that she's starting to establish herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I told you my favorite character of this entire series so far has been Alice and it will continue to be Alice. She is, I love Alice. Mm-hmm. Um, so those aspects are, are what's keeping me interested in, in this show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks like I, Alice used to live with Sophia. looks like they have history. Right. Yep. So, uh, 
apparently this show is just like, hey, any female character you see, lesbian. Don't even question it. They're just <laughs> all gay out here. Mary's uh, straight last time I checked. Well, I I think she she is. Let me say she is. <laughs> but if you've noticed, they have not focused on her love life. <laughs> like, anyone no. straight, they're like, don't even worry about their character. They have, like, all the other shows on the CW. <laughs> right. No, and, and I'm not saying I need representation for straight. I'm just saying it seems like anyone female that they bring in that has, yeah. like, a history with, with our main characters. Well, but, Yeah, well, they, they, <laughs> they probably have history. You know? right. <laughs> history. I, I did love that. Uh, that scene between Ryan and Zaz, where Zaz was like, "You're her girlfriend? Like, goddamn, <laughs> you left her. Like, you left yeah. her in a mess." That was funny. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I love it. I, I really do love it. By the way, did you uh, recognize the actor that played Zaz? Uh, he looks familiar. I just don't remember where. So. He was the guy that was beating another guy's skull in at a bowling oh, alley. And there, right, right. He did look familiar. I'm like, yeah. No, you from somewhere. Yeah, it was there though. Right. As soon as I saw him, I was just like, ah, bowling ball. Like that's what I call him. That's <laughs> bowling ball. Like, that's the guy that killed the guy's a bowling ball. That's um, right. Bowling ball guy. His <laughs> bowling ball guy, yeah. Did you get uh oh so obviously we will not be having a new Batwoman episode this Sunday because it's Super <gasps> Bowl Sunday. Oh I'm about to say that's point. We come back uh in two weeks and apparently the episode is about Ryan um trying to find uh, this lady who's kidnapping kids. Um, so that, yeah, that's the whole plot of that. It looks really interesting. Um, I, I, and I know this is going to sound crazy, but I really wish the main story, like the, the entire focus of the show was just on, on, on building Ryan, not building Ryan and closing the door of Kate. Um, because I'm telling you, man, watching that, it was a short, it was a short, uh, trailer for, the next episode, Joel, but like mm-hmm. it shows you the Ryan stuff. You're like, yeah, I'm excited. And then it's like Sophia and you're like, ah, oh, no, not that. <laughs> like, not this bad. We had to do with Arrow and the fucking jumping to the future. I'll, anything's yeah. better than shit. I do not disagree with you, man. I do not disagree with you on that. I couldn't stand that shit. And then they just kept drilling. And then they wanted to make another sh- a show out of it. Oh, you guys are the worst. <laughs> I really do think that they were like, how can we upset Joel? And it, someone just popped up and was like, yeah. he would really hate if we did a future show. <laughs> that. And then they're like, oh, let's make it a show. And let's take the canaries from the past. And like, what are you doing? No. Like, no one asked for them. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, why? <laughs> but um, speaking of CW, did you see the trailer for the new season of Flash? I did. I did. Uh, yes. Before I go into my thoughts, what were your uh-huh. thoughts on the trailer? It was okay. I mean, I, I, you got to see some stuff. It looks like it's a little more serious. At least that's the way I took it. Uh, at least it, maybe that's what they want it to be. But, you know, The Flash is never super serious. Right. Um, and it looks like um, I look forward to it. It's just, I just I, I don't know how long the, the Mirror Master's villain is going to last throughout this season maybe maybe half of the season they'll probably settle it by then who knows um i did love the way that it ended because it kind of left it on a cliffhanger and didn't resolve it which i kind of appreciated <laughs> like you don't always have to solve it at the end of the fucking season and they did it i left they left it open i was like okay and i know they did they didn't do that on purpose they did that 
through necessity. Right. Because of <laughs> right. Right. So, but you know, I still enjoyed the fact that, like, oh shit, it left me wondering, like, oh, what, what's going to happen next? Um, but you know, I just wanted to start already, just like Batwoman, so I could just watch it. Like, I don't really, not much a thought to it. And it didn't really show me enough for me to like get super excited. I kind of know exactly what's going on, so just kind of want to see it at this point <laughs> yeah i i didn't read a lot of flash comics growing up uh i haven't even re- read it in my adulthood but um I, i'm gonna just go ahead and say the flash that i did read what this cw show is 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 building this show off of sometimes infuriates me um because i feel like you're getting away from who barry is supposed to be um, but it does seem like this Mirror Master is at least the villain for the first five to ten episodes, mainly because the trailer gave you no inclination on Godspeed. Um, right. So it's like, obviously, Godspeed is the big bad for this season. Uh, we know Blood, was it Bloodsport or Bloodwork? Bloodsport? No, I think it's Bloodwork. Bloodwork? Okay, I thought so. Uh, Bloodwork will be back in his full, his full nasty uh, form. Blood- Form, yeah. Um, so we, we know there's some interchangeable pieces, but I, I think what really put me <laughs> off in the trailer was like, you know, it, it's the race for love. Like it's like we we get it. We we do, we really do. You guys don't have to play that up as much. Like the story could just be Iris is a really good reporter and Barry's a fucking superhero. Like you don't have to keep reminding us, like, hey guys, they're married. Did you forget? We didn't. We didn't. <laughs> we didn't. Well, the, I mean, but that's a trailer. I mean, it's supposed to just basically remind you what happened and where they're going, <laughs> and that's where they're at at the moment. No, I get you on that. I'm talking about Flash as a whole series. Uh, <laughs> like it's always been a race of love with, with bears. Yeah, it's about the it's the love between the two of them and all that extra bullshit. Whatever, fine. Right? Yeah. No, that that's that's more so what I'm speaking to. I like that. That's a CW. It's no, 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 no. Let let's be let's be clear. Arrow had more seasons where it didn't focus on that than it did. So, but it definitely, and that's the issue. <laughs> it, it did for sure, but to me, I look at season one. Wasn't that big of an issue? Oh, I'll never get over that. But whatever. <laughs> Season two wasn't that big of an issue. It was that season where Felicity got paralyzed. Wait, say it again. I wish she stayed paralyzed. I thought that was interesting. God damn, Joel. <laughs> character, you know, I'm like, I know it was kind of too on the nose because it's very similar to Oracle, but still. They even that- said it. That's what I love. They were like, let's yeah. call you the Oracle. It's like, nah, I think someone already has that name. And it was like, all right, well, you need to be walking then. Like, right on. <laughs> you're not going to be his oracle, then you need to be walking. Let's do that. That's exactly what they did. But to stay on the DC wave, we um we got some names that they're doing DC animated shorts for, which, by mm-hmm. the way, I finally saw the Deathstroke uh, animated movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I told you before, but I'm saying it on air. Um, they need to make a live action like that. It doesn't have to be that story, but we need a live action Deathstroke. We really do. Um, that animated movie was so freaking well done. Um, a lot of great action, really great story. The twist only can the twist only caught people that know nothing about Deathstroke. 
anyone that knows something about Deathstroke was just like, I saw that coming. (laughs) (laughs) Mainly because we just saw some of it in Titans, but also mainly because if you've read a Deathstroke comic, that is not that far off from what they've been doing in those comics. But uh, Mm -hmm. obviously, uh, so some of the names we got for the shorts, uh, one of the bigger names being Blue Beetle. Um, I, that excited oh, me. Oh, tre- oh, that excited me tremendously because me and you have always said whenever they do something animated, it usually means it's their, it's it's them teeing up whether or not they want to do it for live yeah. action. Like test ground, yeah. Right. So to me, and look, I'm not greedy. If they want to give me a Jaime series for uh, HBO Max, I'm not greedy. I'll take it. I'll take it. I don't mind. Anger. I don't need it as a movie. Not yeah. everything has to be a movie. That's why these streaming services are so perfect. Beetle should have been used much earlier. I would have actually preferred Blue Beetle over Cyborg in the, the Justice League. 100%. I'm 100% with you on that. Maybe because uh, I Cyborg is a Titan. I just, I always go. <laughs> and also, Joel, let's be completely honest. Uh, Jaime is just a, a cooler and better character. I'm sorry. I just, I enjoy Jaime. It, it would have worked the same way. It's, uh, that's how I looked at it. It could have worked very similar to to the way they worked in Cyborg. I, don't, I didn't think you needed to take away Cyborg from the Titans. No, not at all. Now, let me ask you this, because I know it won't bother you at all, because you could care less, because technically you got it already. But a lot of people are complaining because there's no Booyah in Zack Snyder's cut, and more specifically, Zack's answer to what, like, someone asked him, like, hey, is there a Booyah in your cut? And he's like, hell no. As if, like, that's some stupid shit right there. Mm-hmm. Um... Do, do do you care at all that we're not getting a booyah from Cyborg? Do I care? Not necessarily, but I, I'm also kind of offended at the fact that they are finding offense and using it. I'm like, what's the big deal? <laughs> like, why is it such a big deal? He's like, is he? We have a sophisticated Cyborg. You can't use booyah. He's so above the word booyah. Are you serious? Yeah, that, that that bothers me a little bit. I'm like, that seems a little bougie. I'm like, that's. Come on. I defend, I defend Zach a lot, but Zach is very much of the branch of, of Christopher Nolan. And there was a lot of the comics that Christopher Nolan kind of like snuffed at. Like, what? Yeah. It's stupid. I would never do it. And it's like, you do yeah. know, like, it, it's, it's a comic book character. The quips and stuff are very quintessential. Right. <laughs> That's like if, if uh, a big name director was like, hey, I'm going to direct Deadpool 3. And it's like, oh, man. We can't wait to have him like break the fourth wall. Oh, fourth wall breaking. We don't do that. No, shit. yeah, cut that out. Yeah, no, no. It's only one word. It's not like it's a big. It's, it's one word. It's is it really that? It was a nice little homage in the original, you know, in the theatrical cut, right. which he obviously said with less than like any type of energy. But right, he still, actually like, said it. He actually said it as if like Josh yeah. wrote it in. And yeah. Ray was like, I don't want to say this shit. And they're like, you have to. And he's just like, fine, booyah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Bo- what the fuck? <laughs> like, just don't say it if that's how you're going to give it. But like, even if he asked you this, why would it bother you that much to say it? I don't know. Like, I would really like to know that. I would really like to know why. And then someone on, on Twitter, like under that post was defending it saying, you guys don't, uh, you guys aren't making a big deal about uh, Wonder Woman not saying great Hera and, and no, Superman not saying... It's like whole... different. It is different. It's way different. Like, here's an example, right? We all agreed Captain America needed to, at some point, say Avengers Assemble, right? Oh, like, yeah. we needed that. 
Now, if Mark Ruffalo's Hulk never says Hulk smash, I could I could give three Fs. I, I could That's not true. I would love to hear Hulk smash. And we got it. <laughs> we did, we did get it. We did get it. But to me, it's not like it's it's very important to the character. Don't get me wrong. But to me, Booyah is what made Cyborg like he's not supposed to be the adult of the Justice League. He's supposed right. to be the more kid of the Justice League. Right. He's a the teenager. Booyah. Literally, he's the, oh, he's supposed to be the youngest, but it looks like him and Flash are the youngest. But either way. Right. Um, but the Booyah <laughs> is supposed to show you it's still a kid you know, amongst amongst adults. So that was supposed to, Booyah is supposed to show you, it's still the kid in there. You right. know? He's supposed to have, obviously, if he's going to say Booyah, it should be during a moment where he's enjoying himself, right? Right. So apparently the fucking cyborg doesn't smile this movie. It's like, it's just morbid, the whole fucking movie. He's <laughs> like, I'm never going to be happy. Um, yeah, and- but that's not true, because that's not cyborg. You know, eventually he will be happy. Yeah, is he upset? That he's a fucking walking robot now. Yes, of course. That takes time to get over. Um, but you know, being going all out and fucking shooting up um uh parademons, like at some point, like he's gonna get excited and say booyah. That's why not? That's not a bit that's not a big deal. I can can I even <laughs> so, say this so extreme? <laughs> I was confused that once him and Clark pulled uh, apart the mother box, he didn't say booyah then. Having a perfect time to say booyah. Yeah, yeah there was definitely moments. Like, oh, he could have said it. There. Like, look, even if he doesn't say, it, I don't care because I probably would never notice. But if you, right. but you brought it up, and I'm like, okay, well, what, they want you to say it. Cool. Look, the point is, Cyber doesn't have a lot of history to begin with. No. So, so like, you taking a little like, bit of it is is a lot. Right. So, like, if you don't use it, it's something that's part of a character. I mean, a version because it's really the cartoon that made it popular. But, right. You're taking something from the cartoon, a popular version of the character already, and using it to amplify it, you know, like in the kids, for the kids. Um, I don't see the I don't see the harm in it. You know what I mean? No, I'm I'm completely with you. They to me, it's just one of those things to where it's like, I need people, I need directors that come in to do these superhero movies to understand we don't want Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Grounded reality. They're comic book characters. We want you to cater to what made us love them. Cater to all that shit, all of it, all of it. You know, it's like if you make a Dragon Ball Z movie and you take out the fact that Goku wants his enemy to get stronger, wants them to be 100% healthy, because you're like, no, that's not realistic. Duh, he's an alien. 
Of course, it's not realistic. That's the no, whole movie is unrealistic. Going. Let's not let's exactly, not get into reality. <laughs> exactly. Let's not start to key in on what you think should be real and what shouldn't. You have a guy that dresses up like a bat, and I could shoot him ninety times, and he still can right. fucking can, can can still carry on in a fight. Like not realistic. But you can't say booyah. <laughs> but you can't say booyah. Like come on. Come That's my on. issue. That's my look. Like, if he says it, I don't give a fuck if he says it or not. But I thought it was, you know, it was a nice little homage in the original. Uh, theater, at least in the theatrical cut. Um, and if you know they wanted to add it, I don't. I just don't see. The, again, I don't see the big deal. Like, I don't know why you'd be offended to use the word. I, I, that's my thing. <laughs> yeah, and I, that's yeah. why I'm offended because I'm like, why are you offended? If I'm, I don't, don't get it. <laughs> I don't either, man. And to me, it's just putting too much hate into something that it's like, dude, it's that's not worth lovable. it. Yeah, right. It's, like, it's a nice lovable. thing. Who cares? Like, oh, right. I don't know. Yeah, no. These people that these people that are saying like, oh, you don't need it. It doesn't matter. These are the same. You don't need that, it. These are the but... same people, though, Joel, that would tell you um, how much they hate Teen Titans Go without realizing it's not catered to them. Like it, yeah. It's for you, Teen Titans Go is actually pretty funny. <laughs> I I, I, I honestly did enjoy it. I told you I didn't like it because it was when I say I don't like I didn't like Rebels because it was a replacement for for Clone Wars. I didn't mm-hmm. like Go because it was a replacement for the, the the Teen Titan show. So I didn't like it because it was replacing something that was right. that that shouldn't have ended. There was just so much more story to go. So that's what I didn't like about it. Like, not only did you replace it, you didn't even replace it and just give us uh, a, a different version, but, but you know, equally grounded. You went comical. Um, you know, I, and, and... I didn't like it for a long time. For yeah. the longest time, I didn't like it. I had to watch it to actually um, appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. Once I started watching, I was just like, ah, it's, it's no biggie. It's, it has a lot of inside jokes, and right. I, there was a lot of... Like there was one of the more recent episodes I watched just randomly, and it was just I laughed my ass off. I'm like, this show is very underrated. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and I did enjoy their. No, I didn't see it yet, but I, I will be watching Teen Titans versus Teen Titans Go when I get a chance. Yeah. Um, but the Teen Titans <laughs> Go movie was was really good. Yes, it was. It was good. Um. All right. Do we have anything else, DC? Any more news coming out of DC? Oh fuck! I guess I should just prepared for that one um no 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 you don't have to I, if it was huge trust me you would have you would have immediately like oh yeah yeah yeah. so I mean, nothing big in a while you know this oh like oh here's a good one for dc um jeffrey wright is starring in a batman podcast from hbo max as and he's doing the voice of it like he's voicing batman oh that's cool and it's, but it's a audio it's called batman the audio adventures and it's like a comedic take on, on the dark night Okay, I don't mind. Sure. I guess sort of like uh, what's it called, uh, brave and boldish type of shit. Sure, sign me up. I mean, you know, at nothing negative to say to it because it's like it's Jeffrey Wright, and right. it's now Jeffrey Wright is Batman. So why not? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> why not? Why not? Um, but okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, sure. Oh, well, you know? that's not. That's not it. What else? Think about it. This is pretty big. You know, Why you say that? Well, the, the, we casted fucking Tim Drake. Oh, oh, oh! I, I, I'm sorry. I thought you were saying the Jeffrey Wright thing was big news. I'm sorry. Okay. No, I'm saying um, we have more stuff. 
Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. We finally got our Tim Drake, um, and he is not white. <laughs> no. He's um, a mixed race. He is of mixed race, which to me, I, I don't get how um, Batman is going through all these these uh, different Robins in New York, and you're telling me they all Gotham. have to be white. <laughs> well, I, I say New York, but yes, Gotham. Um, yes. And they all have to be white. It's like, come on, really? You didn't run into one black kid that you were like, you look promising. Yeah. Um, this Not during the fucking 60s. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, that, that is fair. Uh, could you picture Batman being racist? Like, he sees a kid and he's like, Alfred's like, man, Bruce, look how good he looks. And he's like, yeah, Alfred, but he's black. <laughs> like, he's black. I can't use him. What if they... I only punch him? those kids. I don't, I don't take them home. Yeah, <laughs> I punch them. I don't help them. What is wrong with you? Um, but no, this is great. This is this is a, a step forward. This is also the actor from the Batman movie, uh, yes. that plays a scared kid after that guy gets uh, beat. Out of it. Yeah, uh, it's one gang member that looked like he's crying in the background. That's yeah. Insane. He also uh, he also said on Twitter not too long after that trailer was released <laughs> that his role isn't as small as just that that kid. Interesting. Um, just that you know, just being that scared kid in that scene. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. Uh, what else? What else he does in that movie? What's his name? What's his name? Jay like Kurgo. Okay, I'll just go with Jay. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I, I really do like this casting. Um, they're obviously building out the Bat family. I told you before. I, I'll reiterate it. I have no interest in a Bat family where you're telling me the most active member is Nightwing. And my Batman is too old for you to even put in a suit and, and activate within the show. And again, it's a Titan show. I'm not asking for eight episodes of Batman. But with you bringing in the Bat family, it would be really nice to see a, a glimpse or just an episode where we see the Bat family. I would love a spinoff, honestly, of the Bat family. Say it again? I said I would love a spinoff of the Bat family. Oh, God, man, freak. I would, too. Um, it's just so much storyline they've they've delved through right. of the Bat Family within Titans, and I'm like, God damn, that would have been great for a Bat a Bat Family series of its own. Right. Um, seeing Bruce have to deal with with Dick uh with Dick leaving, having right. to deal with this new hot headed uh Robin and Jason, and then when Jason goes off, having to deal with this new kid uh Tim Drake, like seeing the progression of that rather than. Bruce, every season of Titans apparently is like, hey, I can't deal with this kid. So yeah. I'm gonna send them, I'm gonna send them to you, uh Grayson. Like Grayson for me, please. Bring in Tim and like how like very curious to see how that, that works out. Like that's why I wouldn't mind seeing a uh a Bat family show. Cause like uh even if it doesn't have Batman as a um as what do you call it? As a, a main cast member all the time, like the four of them can hold, hold the four he's older, obviously. Like the game, like the game is doing is gonna do is you're gonna play those four characters. Batman is dead, and this Batman is basically semi-retired. <laughs> so right, yeah. Why not? So why not just have the four of them and of course Bruce be the main cast? Or so doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. You don't have to focus the whole show around Bruce. It could be about that, like them, the, the five of them, and even Alfred, who will probably old as shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but I'm saying, and I agree with you, I don't need Bruce to be the focus 
Um, I just want you to have the Bruce Wayne young enough that he can suit up. Um, but I would love the idea of like, remember um, Batman Bad Blood, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that story, but Bruce was the background and it was all about progressing Damien, Dick, mm-hmm. um, Kate, um, Luke. Like I would love that to where your focus is on Red Hood, um, Grayson and, um, and, and Tim. And it's about the evolution of, of them kind of growing into their own. Or I think it would be even cooler, Joel, <laughs> is if the focus is uh, Jason Todd, Tim Drake, and Barbara. But yeah. it's Oracle Barbara. Yes, it, Oracle Barbara. You want it to be Oracle Barbara? I'm fine with Oracle Barbara. Sure. Then maybe not Barbara. Barbara, I mean, if they want to take her out and make her back girl again, I'm fine with that too. I'm just that's saying, what I, that's what I don't I mind. Thinking. I don't mind her being Oracle Barbara either. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I haven't gotten any, and I do not count the Clooney one, but I, I, I haven't gotten any live action Batgirl. Um, uh, oh no, yeah. Aside from that one, the Bridge yeah. Prey show, right? Where she was like in a scene, right? But she had a good t- costume. I'll give her credit. <laughs> I would like, I would like to see Batgirl. Red Hood and Tim Drake, and and to me, if Titans is using is is keep is holding on to Grayson, then I would rather Barbara be Oracle there, and then the Bat the Bat Family series, I would love for them to go. Um, God, what's what's the other young girl that became um, part of the Bat Family? Uh, you have orphan, you have spoiler. You spoiler, have... spoiler. That's why I wanted to go with spoiler. Um, I would love for, or one of those characters, it doesn't matter, honestly, but I'd love one of those characters to, to fill in, in that role. Uh, and you can leave Barbara's Oracle to, to team up with Grayson. Cause that's, that's what they did in the comics. They, they were hand in hand. So you wouldn't want to take that away, but, um, yeah, bad family series. I would love it. I, I really would. I, I think it, it would make HBO max's numbers go through the roof. Yeah. Um, a hundred percent, especially if it's connected to Titans and you can have right. Dick Grayson come in uh, from time to time. Yes. You, you would do stupid numbers with that show. Um, but yeah, so th- th- I think that was all we had for, for DC, right? Well, yeah, I believe that was all. All right, let's get into it. Uh, Joel, your thoughts on... Well, first of all, let me ask you this. Did you feel the nod to Fantastic Four in this latest episode of WandaVision? Did I feel it or did I did I catch it? Oh, okay, yes, catch it. But I mean, feel it. Like, did you feel in your body like that wasn't a throwaway line? Like, it's happening. No, I didn't. Okay, okay, all right. Um, but do you know what line I'm talking about? I know it's happening because they said it. That's the only reason I know it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know the line I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The whole missing space people. Right. Yes. Yeah. So I was praying. I was like, oh, when they said that, I was like, oh, yes. Fantastic Four. Um, and I actually thought it was genius because I'm like, instead of being employed by the government, being employed by S.W.O.R.D. And S.W.O.R.D. is who buys you out that huge mansion, not mansion, but huge tower in New York for you to work out of. I'm like, yeah, that kind of makes a lot, a lot of sense for the MCU um, to go about it that way. Um, I was like, yeah, I kind of like that more so than, you know, just the government being in control. I, I like the idea of uh, Fury and Sword kind of being uh, what's spearheading the Fantastic Four. But anyway, 
Joel, your thoughts, man, on this very informative episode of WandaVision. I loved it. It was great. I love the way it started. I think everyone loved the way it started. We um we haven't got much of the whole reverse blip. So um seeing it happen from like everyone coming back and like it's been five years type of bullshit is just really cool. Like I literally like I was as I was watching, I was like, Oh my god, this is insane. Um, but it was really cool. It was just a really cool scene seeing Monica come back and realize that her mother the, the fact that her mother was sick at the time. And then she comes back and finds out her mother died three years prior to her disappearing. Um, it's just kind of sad is really what it was. But um, but that whole scene was incredible. I really just, the way, that was a hell of a way to start a show. Um, especially considering how all the shows have started. You know what I mean? <laughs> so far. Uh, yeah. They're all sitcom-y and shit. Yeah. So um, it was definitely a change of... Um, you know, they just they changed it up, and I said I appreciate that, and it gave everyone a new look. And then uh, it, it really the whole episode focused on the uh, what was happening outside during those three episodes. So I'm like, you got to see what was going, like everything that was going on, and start connecting the dots. Like, oh, this, and then oh that, and then oh this, and it was cool to see characters that you already knew, like Darcy and Agent Wu, uh, and it was just awesome. It was really cool. Yeah. Um. All right. So a few things that I caught. Um, me and Dom were actually saying we went full, full crazy, uh, pausing this episode. But when you pause it on Jimmy Woo's whiteboard, um, it says, yeah. uh, people, uh, who may be responsible, Scrolls is on there. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, okay, all right, okay, we're dabbling, we're getting ready for, for Secret Invasion. Um, I also noticed that Agnes was on the uh, on the board, but does not have a license. Right. So it, it kind of hints to the idea of maybe she should not be there. Right. Um, and Dottie was missing. And Dottie was missing, even though I, I do attribute. And, and again, like I said this on the show, I could be completely wrong, but I do, I do attribute her being missing to the fact that maybe that board isn't finished. Um. Awesome. That they're, they're still putting people up on the board and she just didn't make it up there. Uh, but I mean, look, I, I was surprised Leo and a whole bunch of people in the, um, in the comment section during our lives keeps telling me Dottie, Dottie is the one we need to be paying attention to. I, I don't see it, but like oh, I, I would, I've been I wrong before. Body, but you know, but I don't know if she's the thing. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's that's my point. Like they're they're insinuating that she's like maybe Mephisto, but in disguise. And I'm like, no, no, I I, I don't see it. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't no. see it at all. I but I I'm not feeling that now. No. Yeah, I'm if not job at being evil. <laughs> um. Also, we see the little bit of rivalry. I do believe that the director is more than he appears to be. Um, he clearly sent Monica on a mission he did not expect her to come back from. Um, obviously, you see, uh, as he stated, he took over a position that was supposed to be Monica's, but obviously she dusted. So, you know, all right. there you go with that. Um, all right. Now, I want to ask you this. Shout out to my boy, uh, to, to, to Leo, for, for this. This was his concept, but I disagreed with him, Joel. So I'm looking to see where you land here. He's okay. saying it is not a coincidence that they are in the state of New Jersey. 
And he is attributing it to the fact that if Wanda's chaos magic is how we get Photon, like she gave Photon her powers, which again, I do not agree. I, don't, I think it's a slippery slope if you have Wanda's abilities giving people powers. But he was saying maybe it's a trickle-down effect and it's how Miss Marvel gets her powers. Uh, no, do, no, do you read no. anything into oh, that? No, 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 no. No, because how Miss Marvel gets her powers is definitely going to be through Terrigen Mist. I have no doubt about that. And Ter- I don't know how they're going to do Terrigen Mist or how they're going to explain it, but it's going to be in the traditional and human way. Right. I 100% doubt that it's, it's mystical. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, to, me, to me, chaos magic doesn't give abilities. And a lot of people are thinking Monica being thrown through the, the barrier uh, with her powers. magic is what gave her powers. To me, it's a slippery slope. because I don't think so either. Then how do you turn that off? How do you say... That's that- just so random. Why would she get powers off of like, getting kicked out? No, people are saying not necessarily the kick out, but Wanda using her powers on her with the mix of the dome being just pure chaos magic. Um, it, but again, it, I, yeah, I know what you're saying. Uh, but again, I get that makes her power mystical. Right. I, mystical no, I'm, I'm with you. That's what I'm saying. It's a slippery slope. Like I was like, Wanda, <laughs> Wanda cannot be what creates super powered beings. It's just, it's not the way to go. It's not how at least do. not not those superpowered beings. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but Miss Marvel's power set is important because she's the doorway to us getting in humans, right? Correct. So we need her to specifically stay through that storyline because it's a bigger door that she's opening. And I think she already mentioned. I don't know if I got to watch the little teaser again. Uh, I swear she mentions in humans, or at least it's in the background somewhere. No, you told me that before. You told me that because I, I didn't watch it. You watched it and you you asked me did I did I catch it? And I said I didn't even see it. And you were telling me, yeah, you could have sworn that she mentioned it. Yeah, we had this convo before. I'll show, I'm, I'm gonna put it up now. But you never saw the sizzle? No, no. Why? I, I when it came out, I I don't I don't know I don't know I don't know why I didn't <laughs> see it when it came out, and then I just forgot after that. Oh, okay. So like, you just yeah, it's not like I didn't want to see it. You know how much I was obsessed with with uh Miss Marvel, especially. That's why I'm asking. I'm like, why did you not watch that? <laughs> yeah, I, it it slipped by me. It really, it honestly did. Because I, I remember I watched the um the uh interview with the people behind WandaVision, where you see Wonder Man in the background and everything, and it was like, yeah. you know, obviously I wanted to watch that kind of stuff, but I I just missed it, I guess. Um, yes. But also, also what I loved about this episode is, uh, well, first of all, I love the nod to Ant-Man and the Wasp with uh, Wu the card trick. the card trick, right. Yeah, yeah. that was awesome. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. Um, I also think it's really dope that Darcy, uh, according to Darcy, they've experienced more episodes than we have. Um, so, like there's, there's, uh, there's yes. like... So for us, it would be director's cuts, but for them, it's yeah. four or they probably they experienced before right. uh, out there. Yeah, so they probably saw more episodes within those certain sitcoms than we did, or we right. saw one of each. Right. They probably saw like multiple. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Um, now, did you see the uh, the second half trailer 
to where it's kind of showing you a little bit of what to expect of, of next week or this this week, along with what to expect going forward. I did, yeah. I I I dug so goddamn deep into that <laughs> that trailer. Uh Wanda versus Vision. Uh it looking like Vision after he breaks himself out. It looks like he he drops, like he's dropping down, like like he's dying all over again. Um I thought that was really unique. Also, again, I know I said this before. There's more to that that director of she, uh, of of sword. There is. And if you notice in his office when him and Monica walked in, his um his uh what do you call him? His diplomas on his wall were in a shape of a hexagon. Yes. Right. Yes, so. And if you pay attention to Wu's board, his question was what about the hexagon? Hex- Right. Who is very much the audience? He's like, what the fuck is what happened? Let me say this. I love the fact that this show in in the current moment that they're in is just as confused as the viewers. Because (laughs) when you get that, it's fourth wall breaking because it's like, listen, you think we know, we have no idea. And it's like, well, we have less of an idea than you do. So I thought that was very much breaking the excuse me, breaking the fourth wall. Let me see my notes here. If there was anything else I wanted to ask you about, excuse me. Um, oh, did you catch the dialogue at the beginning of the episode? What do you mean? Which uh, which dialogue? Where There's it's starting? Where it's starting? Uh, right before it shows Monica in the um, uh, reassembly. Oh, in the hospital. her conversating with Captain Marvel. That one. Right where uh, where really it was her rough. mom agreeing to send her to send Monica to live with her grandmother. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I love that. Oh, also, someone said, uh, someone asked me this, and this was my answer. I, I want to know if you agree with my answer. Someone said, how did Monica's mom know to leave it to her in case she comes back? How did she know she could possibly come back? I reminded people, if you pay attention to Endgame, after the three or four year uh, time had lapsed and you see Captain Marvel again, she was very active when they decided to reignite the plan to maybe bringing everyone back. So it's a good chance they told Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel then told her best friend, like, hey, it's a possibility your daughter could come back. So I'm like, that to me is, is the answer that we don't need the one to give us. It just makes the most sense. I just, I look, I just attributed it to, like, I attributed it to, she just believed it will eventually get resolved. And maybe because of her belief in, carol that that she did uh and and look and ultimately it did work out it took five years but they, they you know they did it um i just think it was, it was i just attributed to that that she just believed that the good would eventually win out no i mean look that that 100 percent could be true i was just saying it lines up with when um they were they were hatching the the plan so i'm like it's very possible that she could have at any point could have told her um yeah you know, that that was the plan, you know. Yeah, we don't know when they had that conversation either. Right. <laughs> like, so I'm like, I mean, there, there's windows for it, but it doesn't matter that that much. It's not that big of a... She just, you know, her, it's not hard to believe that, you know, a mother believed her, her daughter would return. For sure, yeah. For you know, sure. she didn't die technically. And if she got any answers from the, you know, the heroes about what happened, there was always a chance that, you know, it could be reversed, you know. Exactly. But you never know. You yeah. never know. Um, did you notice the line about uh, sword uh, creating sentient weapons? 
Well, I mean, that's what they're called, right? They're called. Yeah. But, but I, I thought that was weapon. Something. I thought blah, that was blah, something blah. to pay attention to going forward. Um, yeah, they create them creating sensors. Right. Um, Not just observing, but they're cre- apparently creating is what what you're talking about, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. Um. All right. Last thing I have on here is, um. Monica uh, being rematerialized was a nod to the House of M comic where you kind of see pieces of Wanda. Like, right. um, uh, so that's why, because when you watch uh, Far uh, Homecoming, yeah, no, Far From Home, sorry, yeah, Far from um, home. when you see how they reappear, it's different than how you see Monica's face, um, kind of rematerialized. So that was more, well, of a it only looks different because uh, we're much closer to Monica than we were everyone else. Yeah, but it just didn't see. It didn't seem like when you watch Far From Home and see more like dust re rematerializing into a person. This kind of just seemed like pieces of her face coming back together. I think it's like a reach. That's what fair, I <laughs> fair. But again, House of M. That was very much a face shot. This was a face shot. I attribute it. I yeah, I just don't think there's much to it. Even if that's the case, I just it's just a nod. Yeah, no, no, that's what I meant. It was just a nod to to the the comic. That's all I meant. Um, but this is a great episode. I cannot wait for this week's episode. Uh, the show is really, really, really starting to heat up. Um, I, I'm just I, those babies, man. That's what my focus is. Like we can almost guess what everything else is gonna be. I want to know about them babies. I want to know if Feige is gonna keep those babies alive. Um, are we going more comic? No. Nope. They're going to eventually be alive. No, 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 no. I know eventually, but I'm saying, are you going to take the kids away from her now for them to be brought back later on like they did in the comics? That That's what I'm looking for. I mean, it's possible they take them away. I, I know they'll be coming back, though. So it's one right. of those things. It's really just shocking to her. <laughs> Not no, to that's what I'm saying. It, 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 it lends to her snapping. Um, because in the comics, it wasn't losing vision that made her go crazy. It was losing her kids. It was just like, well, wait. Well, yeah, vision wasn't really a factor during right. That, right. You know, that, that time period. <laughs> right. So to me, what would set her off in this, because remember, she knows vision's dead. At the end of the day, this is her conjuring. She knows vision's dead. Yeah. So it's the idea of losing the kids that she or, wholeheartedly believes are real. Or, or, or not so much as that they disappear. Maybe they just get taken away that she can't keep them. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, depending on who the villain is, I mean, I, I would right. like it to be more accurately to what well, happened yeah. in the comics. But even if it's not here, even if they're pieces of Mephisto, like we would. That's, that's what us, I'm hoping. Yeah, you that's know, what I'm hoping. You know, it makes sense for him to like these are my children, not yours. Yeah, <laughs> these are my babies. <laughs> it's like how? Don't worry, these are my babies now. Yeah. Um, you were no. in my vessel. Well, that's the thing. I think she just become, ends up becoming a vessel. I don't know. That's that's how I'm looking at it. Wait, you think Wanda becomes a vessel? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can see it. Um, I, I think my bigger question for Feige is, and obviously we'll we'll see how this three arc, uh, this three uh story arc pays off. But my question for him is. Where does Wanda go after all this? You know, like, like, do you have her kind of in the background till her people are generated, and then that's that's the home she makes for herself? Uh, I want 
I want to assume, I don't know, obviously, no one knows. Right. Oh, well, we don't know. <laughs> I mean, not perhaps Feige knows. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm assuming that she'll go through this arc. She'll have her, she'll have her arc. They'll save the day. And she'll probably go into like maybe like a little bit of a vacation to gather her shit because she probably went completely nuts. Uh, and maybe like during her time of uh, healing, she might take a small break and then return to the team at some point. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. I, I'm just curious in that break, will we get her people? Um, uh, yeah, although we're going to get her fucking people. No, I just mean in, in, in between that break is, is what it's I'm just how we get those people is really the issue. Right, right, right. Because <laughs> to me, I, Oof, it, it, to me, my biggest question is, is still going to be when they, when we get an announcement of a fucking Avengers movie, and it's crazy because uh, we eventually. just got one, right? But we're 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 so used to getting one every so often. It's like not having any information on when the next one's coming is like, yeah. well, well, I think off. the closest we're gonna get, I think the the, the next Captain Marvel movie will be kind of like a small Avengers movie. At least that's what I've heard. At least that's what they've been saying. What do you mean? Uh, like they're saying that the next Captain Mar- uh, the Captain Marvel movie will be sort of like a, a Civil War esque situation in terms of like the amount of characters in it. So it's like, um, so you might get a preview of what the Avengers team might look like. Is what I'm trying to say. Oh, okay, I got you. And then um, eventually they'll that'll probably lead into whatever the Avengers movie is. That makes sense. The last time we saw Captain Marvel in a solo, it led to our next Avengers movie. Um, so it'd be right on par. But um, did you see the set photos uh, for Thor 4? Of course. Posted one of them. Um, I love I love how everyone looks. I really do. I love I do. seeing Thor back in his regular god body. Um, now... <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> the Thor is not a god body. Um, now, this is what I wanted to theorize with you about. Now, I know a lot of people are assuming the Guardians are only in this because you know the last time we thought we saw Thor, he was with them, right? Yeah, that's true. I'm digging a little deeper into that. I think one of the more important reasons the Guardians of the Galaxy are in here is because who's the main villain, Joel? Gore. Gore the God Butcher, right? Mm-hmm. What was Star-Lord that maybe someone doesn't know he isn't anymore? Celestial. There you go. So I'm like, what if Gore the God Butcher is hunting both Thor and Star-Lord, um, thinking that Star-Lord's still a god, but he doesn't have any of those powers anymore. So he's not a, you know, he's not a celestial being anymore. Um I'm like, that would be super dope if the first time we see Gore the God Butcher, he's trying to kill both Thor and Star-Lord. Um, and obviously they escape and, and, and Thor kind of, you know, obviously goes along to, to regroup with, um, uh, with New Asgard and whatever. But to me, that was the immediate thought that I had when I looked at this photo. And I was just like, it could be possible Gore the God Butcher doesn't know he's not a god anymore. Um, because well, in the comics, Gore. How does he? How does he know he's a god in the first place? Because Gore, the God Butcher, knows all the god, like all the beings. So he would know that Ego, the planet, was a celestial, and he would know that Ego had a son. Um, he, he wouldn't be able to sense that he's not a celestial anymore. 
No, I'm well, once he got to him, yes, but I think he wouldn't be able to sense it, you know, from eons away from him. He would just go off of what he knows, which is he is a celestial. In the comics, I think there was one character he went after that wasn't even a god, uh, but he thought he was. And it was just like, oh, oops, killed him. All right, let's move on. <laughs> I'm like, mm. what? So I'm like, that would be interesting if, if we got that, you know, because you, you, you would think you bringing in all of, because uh, Crank, was was his name in the movie? Crank, uh, Sean Gunn? Oh, Craglin. Craglin. Craglin's also in this. Craglin's I saw that. Man. I'm he surprised. Wasn't, uh, he wasn't in um, Endgame. So I'm like, well, he wasn't. He wasn't part of the Guardians in Endgame, but he was right. at the he end. He wasn't in that end scene with 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 uh, the Asgardians of the galaxy, right? right. He was, uh, all, was part of the fight, but that that was it. Right. So I'm like, you bringing all these people is for more than just like, oh, we needed to show you the Guardians drop Thor off somewhere. Like, right. there's a little, a little, not not a huge more, but a little bit more to that than right. uh, than what meets the eye. And I think it could be Gore the God Butcher looking for him. Are looking for them both, rather. Um, I'm just really excited for this movie. Uh, I've now come to the realization, Joel, my most anticipated Marvel movie um, is outside of Captain Marvel 2 because I get to possibly see her and Ms. Marvel on the same fucking screen together, um, is Shang-Chi. That's my most anticipated. Hey. Um, <laughs> mainly because I, I do want to kind of see what they do with it, what they do with Mandarin, how they set the stage for this. But because I talked myself into this, our last show, I do think Shang-Chi 2 is how we could get Iron Fist. And I can't let that go. Um, so I'm like, it's more so what Shang-Chi is building to me, um, more so than the actual movie itself. But I am excited for um, the idea of it. You know, the idea of th this huge martial arts tournament that brings all these different beings um, together. And I do want to see Mandarin utilize his rings. I'm sorry. I've waited too long to see this shit. I want to see how they how they visually pull this off. Um, he is stupid powerful with those rings on. Um, so I want to see how they, they uh, attribute it. Um, to this movie, so I—that is my most anticipated right now, for sure. I, I'm with you. I'm very excited for uh, Shang Chi. It's still number one for me. That and Eternals, like Eternals, I keep I keep getting more excited. But I need to see some shit to get a little yeah. more excited. I think I realize Eternals is <laughs> high on my anticipated because it's it's the only thing <laughs> I know the least about. Right, um, my, it's my the, my curiosity is always going to take over. That's why Shang Chi totals um, interest me more than movies that I kind of more or less know what I'm getting, like Black Widow or or, or any of the other movies like Thor or Black Panther, because like I more or less know I've been there. <laughs> you know, I've been yeah. there. You might get some new shit that'll be awesome, but I've never been to wherever Shang Chi is taking me. I've never been to wherever Eternals is taking me. I, it's new, so it's always going to intrigue me a little bit more. Um, because I don't know what I'm getting into, and it's, it's, and it's exciting, you know what I mean? I was just about to say, I think that's what excites me and you uh, the most is the unknown. Is is it's because there's not much in the superhero world that we that either me or you don't know, mm -hmm. right? So the fact that it's something that we both don't know, it's like, all right, it's clearly it's clear that those runs of those comets passed us by, and you know, it's like. 
I want to see what I've been missing out on, man. I want to see but, what this what this Shang Chi hype is, what this Eternals hype is. But it's also not just not just that. Like it's also like in my head, I've always pictured what it might look like in real life, right? Yeah. But to see it in real life, to see how what what's their interpretation of it, like finally seeing like I, I try to like finally seeing Iron Man, like uh, in film blew my mind because i just never imagined him to working like that <laughs> like he was fucking like a, a human jet i never thought of it that way you know what i mean in my head it was very generic and they just the way they did it was very creative and i loved that and then like black panther like i always had an idea what it might look like or what he might do but when you finally see it it's like home it's like amazing to finally see it come to life or spider-man for the first time swinging i always imagined it in my head but i never knew what it would look like so finally seeing it it was just it's different and that's why like i know shang chi i know what a fucking kung fu film looks like but <laughs> what, what, what is his like what does it look like in the mcu you know what, I mean? right. what does he look like and like what does that version of it look like um because i know the character i've seen him before i've read some books i'm currently reading his new, new comic i don't know what it's gonna look like in the mcu i'm very looking forward to that. and the eternals even more so because the eternals i'm reading them too and i've read some old issues in the past and, I can't, and those are characters i gave no shits about as a kid especially because i just I, I i did not give a shit about the eternals um they were just kind of rip off um new, new new gods to me but for you know everything I've seen so far, and um, all the stuff that that they've released at least thus far in terms of concept art and the actors involved and the director involved, I just can't wait to see the story they're going to tell. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what and what it will lead to. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and how you feel about the Eternals is how I feel wholeheartedly about Moon Knight. Like I know how I've <laughs> how I've pictured how that would look. Right. To see what they're going to be able to do with it, especially with someone like Oscar Isaac. Mm -hmm. uh, it, 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 I mean, it's the same feel. I've, I believe Moon Knight will give me the same feeling Ryan Reynolds gave me with that first Deadpool movie. We've read mm -hmm. the character in the comic. No, no, no. We've read the character in the comics for, for forever. But right. to see what they were able to do on that big screen and to see how, how far they were able to go. Um, yeah. To make that character as accurate as possible. Um, which is mind blowing. So to me, yeah. I'm like the first the first shot, Joel, that we get of Moon Knight in a suit. Yeah, the, the first still light. that that first shot, like they, like you said, uh, uh, what they call that press shot. Not even even if it's being like behind the scenes. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Uh, I'm gonna lose my mind. I mean, even if they give us a shot of him in in the more classic costume with like all white but you see like the blood on his knuckles like that's mm -hmm. the only color is the red from his i'll lose my mind joel <laughs> like like I no doubt that we'll get some bloody knuckles and dirt <laughs> like, <laughs> that, it's like there's, there's not many mcu projects right now that just seeing a photo would make me lose my mind miss marvel just because seeing how they're able to pull that off I, i'd probably lose my shit a little bit but Moon Knight is so high on that list. The only thing that could trump Miss Marvel and Moon Knight to me is the day they dropped the promotional art for Fantastic Four and X Men. That's it. That that's I mean, the only thing the MCU. Fantastic Four for sure. But like I'll, uh, 
that it's like a long lost love. <laughs> that's kind of you know. You know what's crazy, Joel? I actually I had this dream, and when I woke up, I was just like, I got to figure out a way to tell Joel this that it doesn't sound weird. I was <laughs> dreaming that we were in the theater ready to watch X Men, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, all the trailers go through. Do you know how the movie started in my head? How did, how did it start? It's just like a very, it's a different, it's a different version of it, but it's really close to the, uh, the accurate version of it. It's just the animated theme that's just slowly playing us into the, the beginning credits. Like it's playing us into the movie. And then when we get to the big boss fight, the, the music ramps up more like it did in the animated series. Mm-hmm. Um, like you're hearing that in the background as they're preparing for like this big fight. And I was just like, if we even get it, like if we don't get that in the movie, but they give it to us in a trailer, I will mm-hmm. lose my mind, Joel. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what I might, emotionally I might break down. <laughs> if, <laughs> if um, the song, if that theme comes on at all, like if there's a version, like, like they, they, they uh, nodded to the, the Spider-Man theme in the, in the Spider-Man movie. Right. I right. loved that. I love that. I'm like, if we get anything near that, for X-Men. I mean, shoot, Joel, remember oh, me and you geeked <laughs> out when they did it in um the the X-Men show on Fox. When there yeah. was a huge ringtone, we were just like, oh, yeah. so freaking cool. But picture the actual X-Men and playing that theme song. The kid in us will just like jump right out of our bodies. Like, we will light up. But yeah, I, I those Oof. two things are like on a whole nother level. But yeah, seeing Mahershala in that promotional art is Blade, Oscar in promotional yeah. art is Moon Knight. Yeah, yeah that, that would do it for me. Mahershala is Blade. I, I I mean we we I think we've seen it. Those all those fan art is pretty close. Like, yeah, kind of, I mean you can't get any better. I than, can't than imagine it's gonna look art. much different than that. But <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Honestly. Um. um all right, so I can get you out of here because uh, you got Actually, one. Before we leave, I wanted to touch on that Thor picture. Yeah, go ahead. Like, did you notice how accurate that looked? Like, it was a mixture of things, but those boots, I know it's not much, but those boots caught my fucking eye. I'm like, <gasps> those are his classic fucking boots. They went there. And he's wearing, like, blue jeans, which is pretty funny because it's just blue pants. That's what Thor used to wear. Blue pants right. and those black and yellow boots uh with uh, like yellow straps i'm like that is fucking dope <laughs> like it's like a mixture of his um classic thor look um with like the thunderstrike look uh wicked thunderstrike wore like a best uh it, it's it's just really cool that they went there uh and it, it's the different look you know he got his long his hair is long and like you said he's back in shape and you can see the the what's it called stormbringer um stormbreaker yeah stormbreaker it's just it is it he looks great and then look star lord looks great too i don't know what's going on over there but i he looks like a little got some updates too in his costume so i'm looking forward to his suit too and i'm you know i'm a costume guy so i look forward to like what they wear and uh, that if that's one of his 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 suits at least for thor i'm really excited yeah i i originally didn't like the concept when I first saw it, I didn't like him keeping the long hair. I had really gotten used to sh- uh, Thor with short hair, and I really liked it. It was so unique to me, and, and it was different. But now that he's keeping the long hair, or, or 
for now. I mean, this could be very early on in a movie, but now that he has a long hair, I do want to see one last time, Joel. Um, now that we see him in, in accurate pants and in boots, I do want to see one last ride of full on Thor. Cape, helmet, the whole, no- obviously he doesn't have Mjolnir, but the whole nine costume wise. I would love mm-hmm. to see that just what, because to me, the hair looks a lot better now and more accurately to the comics than he did in the first two movies when he would right. wear the uh, when he wore the helmet like once or twice. Uh, once, like the real helmet once, and then he wore a version of the helmet in the third one. Right. I would love to see that helmet just one last time because we know after this he'll never have that that uniform ever again because it's James now. Um, so to yeah. me, I would love it just I'm, one last I'm, ride. Like I'm curious what his costume costume is gonna look because obviously it might be street clothes for all I know because it, it literally just looks like he's wearing boots and pants. <laughs> uh, and obviously the vest is a nod to the cape because it's the same color, it's like red, like right. a deep. Uh, and the only thing that looks different is a shirt. Like if it was a black shirt, it probably would have made more sense. But um, still, like it, it's fantastic. <laughs> it yeah. looks, it, it to looks me, good. to me, if this movie is gonna go all out, I want to see him in his accurate costume one last time i want to see excuse me um god what was her name tessa thompson's character valkyrie valkyrie thank you no her name brunhilda (laughs) i want to see uh i want to see her with that large sword like i want to see some of the more accurate things because only lord knows how many more times we're going to see um these characters to to give them an opportunity to to be more accurate um, so to me, you're going up against Gore the God Butcher. Give her her accurate sword. You know, Thor has oh. Stormbreaker. Jane is going to have Mjolnir. Let, let's go all out, man. Yeah, I agree. I really want that lo- that big ass sword uh, and a more maybe a more accurate costume. I don't know. I remember seeing her in an all white suit in the comics. I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe you I know. I mean, even in the toys that they made for it, it, it was the pants were more so like Thor's. Um, the chess piece that she wore was was kind of grayish, or, or or maybe it was white. Um, her look changes. So to me, the look of the costume, I just want you to look as though you're you're, you're trying to do a costume more so than just like this is what we think gods wore back then. Um, try to aim more so for a costume for her. Yeah, but, I haven't read um, about the costumes for Valkyrie thus far. Yeah, I'm with you on that. To me, the sword is is the biggest thing. I need that. I, I for need sure. That too. Like, I, I honestly thought the sword she had. I was like, oh, maybe the sword just like gets bigger. And when it never did, I was just like, I don't like this at all. <laughs> like, yeah. why wouldn't you fully commit to the character? That's yeah. the cool thing about her is the is the long sword. Well, if we're not gonna give her the sword, then give her the fucking spear, which give I think she did. You know, at the end, besides the little the little prison shank that you gave her, those two appearances that she had, um, you know, show some more respect to the character. Um, but yeah, so I mean, no, I I agree with you, man. The the costume for from what we've seen so far looks like they're they're edging towards really, really, really accurate. And when you said that, the first thing I thought of was Earth's Mightiest Heroes, 
Woody looked. Uh, those are the boots. Those are the boots. Yeah, exactly. That's well. That's his classic look. It's the yellow boots. Well, the yellow yeah. straps on the black boots with the blue pants, and then the rest of it was pretty much accurate in the, in the, in the movies. But um, you don't really like the only time it looked different were the pants and the boots. It kind of went a different direction in the movies. But obviously they're going, oh shit! They're giving us the boots and the pants and switching it up, up you know, giving him like they're com- they're combining different things. It's not like it's completely accurate, but they're giving us nods to the old classic Thor costume. And look, those boots are ridiculous looking. But you know what? If they could pull it off, they could pull it off forever. The Aquaman costume looked ridiculous, but they made that fucker look good <laughs> in that movie. I agree. And, and to me, to me, Joel, my biggest thing is just. Try to get as accurate as you possibly can because there is no such thing as looking ridiculous with accuracy. There just isn't. Like, like you just said, that Aquaman costume, if you had asked me any time before that movie came out, I would have told you there's no way to make that look good. It just isn't. There just isn't. It's too silly of a look for you to pull it off. And if I have never been more wrong, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He came out and he made that thing look beautiful. Sure did, beautiful. You know what? And like, and they it could look ridiculous if done incorrectly because it could look like fucking a like what they call cosplay. And there's some good cosplay, so that's 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 demeaning to them. Uh, well, but like party city costumes is what I'm trying. Yeah, let's say party city. Let's say party city. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it could look really bad if, like, if it's just material. There, there has to be a certain way to pull it off. Like the Aquaman costume isn't because it's, it's just a green shirt. I mean, an orange shirt and green pants. I mean, there's certain the the, the the material they used made it look the way it looked. Uh, right. The reason Thor look looks as good is because of the way they 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 presented it. It's, it's all about how you do it. And and so far, Marvel's done at least a very good job for the most part uh, with their characters. Right, and I always tell people when it comes to the costume department for superhero movies or or, uh, TV shows, I always tell people it's easier to get it wrong than it is to get it right. Um, Looking at that Aquaman costume, it let you know how much attention to detail they gave that suit. Um, It wasn't just like, hey, let's just throw this together. Like, no, they really tried their best to give us the best possible Aquaman suit they could. And it worked. It was beautiful. It was brilliant. It was done perfectly. Um, so, you know, to us, it's just like, you know, try. <laughs> That's all it takes is you trying. That's right. Um, Look how long it took yeah. to just get a good Batman suit. Just yes. Like yes. It took forever, <laughs> Joel. We hated that dark. Well, n- let me not say hated. That Dark Knight suit did not try its best to be an accurate Batman suit. Not- um so you know it, it took looking at ben to go man we had to age you up to like 50 years old but we got it they we got, got you right. to be proud of have to be gargoyle batman but whatever fine whatever it looks good <laughs> but um uh last bit of marvel news before we get out of here ryan coogler has signed the overall deal with disney plus um to give us a wakanda uh, live action series for Disney Plus. Um, I, I I don't really. I mean, it's great. Let, let me start by saying it, it, it's great that we get to explore, especially how Endgame made Wakanda look to where it looked like Africa's Vegas. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm up to exploring more of it, but to me, I kind of feel like I'm gonna reserve my excitement for this series 
till after I see how they're able to move the story forward in the movie. Um, because I'll know what I'm looking for in Wakanda. Like, who's who's running it? Is it a war zone now? You know what I'm saying? Like, I know what Wakanda is. The state of Wakanda, rather. Yeah. Um, but just off of the, the news itself, it's great news. I'm super happy for Ryan Coogler. Uh, I'm really curious if they were like, hey, let's wait to give this news till Black History Month. Um, everything promotional for Black Panther does not have to be Black History Month, people. Um, but overall, the deal sounds great. I'm really proud for Ryan Kugel. I'm glad he's not going anywhere when it comes to Black Panther. Um, but my excitement will be reserved so after I see how they uh, handle the state of Wakanda in the movie. Well, I think it'll help if hopefully flesh out the, the characters so it, it helps explain the future of uh, the Black Panther movies um, because I, you know losing T'Challa is a big it's a big loss mm-hmm. it's your main character <laughs> you're losing the main character um, so you need time to explain and develop other characters for them to matter as much as T'Challa uh, and I think the show will help in that regard even if it takes time to um, either either even if it's fleshing out the characters that exist or introducing new characters, I think the show will do that and help help them do that. And I think maybe that's one of the reasons they, they brought this to the forefront. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. This show to the movie will be what the Gotham series to the Batman will be. Um, it's, it's, it's helping you by fleshing out stuff you don't have time to do in, in a two-hour span of yeah. the movie. Um, so, I mean, I completely understand why it's happening and, and the importance of it. Excuse me. In my mind, when I, when I read this, Joel, the only reason I saw it a little differently was I didn't get the feeling that uh, we would be saying like Letitia Wright or uh, Lapita Nungwa. Like, I, in my mind, I thought they were saying we would see Wakanda, but from the, the eyes of new characters, like characters we hadn't seen before. That's, that's how I attribute it. Nothing said that. It's just how I looked at it. Um, so that's why in my mind, I'm like, well, I, I can't get too excited about the idea of Wakanda until I know the full state of it. And I assume they were going to wait until the movie to explain that. But if they're doing it in the show, then bravo. Um, to me, it, it makes more sense, especially if the show comes out before the movie, because um, you just have more time to explain more than you would have to in the course of a two hour movie when you're trying to not only progress the plot of Black Panther, but the plot of the MCU. Um, so it makes sense. Right. Yeah, I looked at it a little differently. Um, I, I just felt, I, th- I think I thought of it as as an extension to help, to help explain the story. Okay. That's- I hope so. Um, but all right, I, I don't think we had anything else. Um, I think we kind of covered everything. Um, uh- Oh, let me check. Double check. While you double check, I do want to throw out a um, recommendation of the week. Goes out to The Little Things on HBO Max. Yeah, that's pretty good. Remy Malik, Denzel, and Jared Leto. Thought it was a really, I thought it was a really uh, well done movie. Um, I think it was a lesser version of Seven. Um, Overall, I thought it was a solid movie. A lot of people said it was a slow build, but to me, it was like it was. 
It's a detective movie, though. Most detective yeah. movies are slow builds. <laughs> like they're no learning. They're trying to figure shit out. It, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a while before you get to the meat and bones of it. Um, and I, I, I had my dad laughing. I told him this uh, the other day. I'm like, if you're a fan of Quentin Tarantino, a slow burn means nothing to you. You, you it, 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 it's a Friday night for you. You know what I'm saying? So to yeah. me, watching every Quentin Tarantino movie, it takes forever for you to really get to the meat and bones of it. But his dialogue um, keeps you entrenched. Yeah, this, oh, this, for sure. For sure. The little things had a lot of, there was a lot of lulls in it. And it was good, but it was, it was like you said, it was slow. So yeah. it didn't always catch your attention. And so you had this, you still had to pay attention though. Uh, right. So like, because it's a detective story, but you know. So I enjoyed it, but it wasn't, you know, the best. <laughs> right. Now, this is what confused me. He drove, spoiler alert for anyone who has not seen the movie, uh, please do not listen to the next five minutes. Thank you. Yeah, just Uh, shut it off now. We enjoyed your time. Right, we enjoyed your time. Thank you. (laughs) Now, what confused me was when they drove out to the middle of the desert, right? Um, Or the fields, wherever he took them. The fields, the desert, whatever the hell. The desert. He started digging, and then he hit him once with the shovel, and he died. Yes. Were we supposed to assume at the end of that movie that A, he was the killer, and B, he killed that missing girl? Who, the one that died? Yeah, Jared Leto's character. I think we were. I think we were led to believe that he was the killer. They just couldn't figure out a way, I guess, to pin it on him. So he would basically be free. And so, and to me, you could always, you could also look at it like it was self defense. Because <laughs> this fucking right. guy. Well, no, more so. My question is so ultimately, if he died and you covered it up by burying him, that yeah. family still believes their daughter is out there missing. It, yes, this is very true. <laughs> that is so messed up. <laughs> yeah. But that killer's gone. <laughs> yeah, but their daughter's dead. Because when, when he gave him the red beret, uh, the red beret. Right, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, well, she's dead, but they'll never know that. <laughs> like, that's I mean, messed up. Dead, but I mean, they found the body, right? Or no, they never found the body. No, they never found the body. Remember, he kept digging, and it was it was him just playing mind games. That's right. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, fuck that guy. So at the end <laughs> of the day, he deserved to die. That dickhead. <laughs> I don't. I don't disagree with that. I just the only reason I asked you that in the way that mm-hmm. I asked you because I'm like that family never got closure. like i love how denzel went on to live his life uh remy malik's character is now having you know live with that guilt but that family is still at home like no one has called us in weeks (laughs) remy killed the right guy you know (laughs) that is fair whoops (laughs) he was like "Uh uh-oh shot her by accident but um no i'm really glad that you did see the movie though um hbo max by the way i just looked through they just put they just put the saw collection on there. Um, I'm gonna have some fun with that, and they have a lot of original series that looks pretty good. There's one called The Interrogation, um, that I'm about to that I'm uh I'm about to go watch it now. Um, so huge shout out to HBO Max, man. They're, they're doing their thing. They're really doing their thing. Um, so I think that's all we got, right, Joel? Yeah, I looked through everything, uh, and it looks like we're good. Oh, really quickly. Uh, Bianca Belair and Edge. Uh, did you see? Oh, Royal Rumble. Yes. I believe me and you saw Bianca Belair coming. They were just building up to that. I honestly, if I'm being completely honest with you, Joel, 
I did think they were they were going to give it to Seth, and it was going to be Seth versus Roman at WrestleMania. Uh-huh. Um, I did not see Edge winning. I did not see that. I didn't either. I was I was telling uh, Dane. I was like, at the end of that um that rumble, I was really just hoping anybody but fucking uh, Randy. So I was kind of it worked. The, the ending worked for me because I was like screaming. I'm like, he's not gone. He's not gone. <laughs> it's not over yet. Turn around. <laughs> uh, I was I was like, not Randy, not again. But no, they pulled it out. Edge pulled it out, and he got his second win. So good for him at the old age of whatever the fuck he is. Good for him. He looks great. And the fact that we got to see Edge and Christian again on in the ring, that was fucking cool, too. I agree. So. And, and I, I love the storyline of, you know, he's he's uh, looking to get back what he, what he never lost. Because technically, uh, the last time Edge, like, uh, wrestled for a championship was when he retained at WrestleMania against Alberto Del Rio. And then had to uh, think it the uh, the following night on on Monday Night Raw, right? Um, so he never like got pinned to lose it. So it's like, you know, I, again, my mindset is always I don't like you giving championships to veterans when you have so many new guys you need to build. Um, but I mean, hey, it, it's a good story, and hey, as long as it's not on fucking Goldberg's shoulder, I am okay. <laughs> I, I can live with it. Right. Yeah. Um, Goldberg correctly, you know, it was one of those matches where it, 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 he just did, you know, stick to what you're good at. And Goldberg literally just did a whole bunch of spears and jackhammers and, you know, it worked out. <laughs> Fine with me, as long as he didn't win. Um, yeah. Last bit of thing, because I know this is important to you. Um, how disappointed are you that they called up Damian Priest? A little bit, very, you know, a little, I said almost a yeah. little bit very much. <laughs> <laughs> I know how much you love Damian Priest, and I know you're disappointed because you loved Ricochet, and they I completely do. threw that character in the garbage. Yeah, Ricochet um, loves uh, the um, Alistair Black. Where the fuck are yeah. they? <laughs> I saw Ricochet yesterday. Well, at least Ricochet is, is still wrestling every yeah, month. Yeah. I don't even see. Yeah, I don't know where the fuck Black is. I love that guy. And nowhere. And they ruined Viking uh Viking Raiders. The Viking Raiders. Where the fuck are they at? Nowhere. Well, one of them <laughs> one of them is um had an injury. So he's he's recovering from the injury. Oh, he's on vacation. Gave, <laughs> right. I think they gave Aaron I think they gave Aaron time off um Sarah Sarah Logan, who got yeah. let go. She's pregnant. Yeah. I know um, that. I know she got yeah, pregnant. She's so. due soon. I, I think she's due soon, so I think that's more so just kind of letting them stay off. But to me, I think it's smart if bring Ricochet back because I think Ricochet would uh, heighten the um, North American uh, division for NXT and bring the Viking Raiders back because you don't really have that many tag teams. Do you know how many tag teams in this damn tournament? They just threw people together. Oh, yes, I noticed. It was like, a you lot. tag teams. Why can't you just go get tag teams? Why are you throwing people together? Even though I will say, Tommaso Ciampa and um, that other dude, yeah, that I like a it. Sick-ass tag team. Yeah, <laughs> it's I cannot wait to Oh, for sure. And it's crazy because they go up against my boy uh, this Wednesday, Adam Cole, and I'm like, damn it. It's going to be oh, so yeah. hard rooting for somebody. Um but yeah, so I just wanted to ask you that before we left because I know how big of a fan of Damian Priest you are. I am, and um, to me, on Raw. if Damian <laughs> Priest isn't isn't fighting Bobby Lassie for that U.S. title within the next three months, uh, it's a waste for me. Yeah, what are you doing with him? That's the yeah. problem. Like, I hope he he gets the championship 
you know, a contender at least, you know. Right. But I loved a lot of these guys. I loved fucking Nakamura. I loved Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode was even in the Rumble. I'm like, what the fuck? He's half. He's like half of the tag team champion in SmackDown. Yeah. Why didn't he? Why wasn't he in there? Wasn't even uh, in it. Yeah. No, that's true. And I'm like, you gave like I understand the Royal Rumble is meant to waste a few spots on on legends, but it's like the Hurricane. Rude couldn't have a spot. Like right. what? Carlito showed up, and I guess he's back full time. That's awesome. I did like. I, I do love that. Out. I do. I do miss spinning apples in people's faces. I, he I, looks I, fucking I, huge I, too, bro. Yeah, he got brolic. He was like, "Oh, you think I can only spit apples? Wait till I." Can. <laughs> uh, he's a monster. I was shocked that uh, they didn't have a spot for Carrion Cross in the Rumble. I really did think he would appear in the Royal Rumble. I think as soon as he got hurt and he still didn't, he still hasn't gotten the title yet. So he needs his reign first. That is fair, and I think it doesn't look good if you have him lose it. Right. Yeah. 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 Not right away. You know, he, they got to build him up before they tear him down. Yeah. Now I get it. Yeah. Uh, that's gonna be a beautiful day. The day we get the demon versus uh, uh, Doomsday himself. Oh, I'm gonna get popcorn for that match. But all right, Joel, that's all we got for you guys this week on an all-new episode of Much To Do About Nothing. Uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Um, the Knicks play here and there for the remainder of this week. They don't have a lot of games um, like they have been uh, in, in the past few months. They um, need a break anyway. Fuck it. They <laughs> evaluate some stuff. Uh, the trade deadline is fastly approaching. It's in March, but March will be here before you know it. Um, so everyone make sure you're keeping your ears out for any possible Knicks rumors that hopefully are not revolving around Derrick Rose. But that's all we got for you guys this week. We will see you same time, same place next week. Peace. Oh, wait, wait. Hold on. Oh, wait. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Apparently, John Cena was on the, um, what's his name? Jimmy Fallon show dressed up as fucking Peacemaker. No way. That's what. That post just said that. Hold on. Um, sort of guy that just saw it. Uh, da, 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 da. Um, yeah, because I just I just put it on, but it's just finished, so I I missed it, so I don't know for sure. Um, oh, it was James Gunn said it. John Cena went on tonight's show dressed up as Peacemaker. <laughs> That is so freaking meta. I love no, it. It doesn't turn out to be some feminine. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't see pictures, but that's what he says. Well, uh, you said the Today Show? It was the Fallon, Jimmy Fallon. Oh, Jimmy Fallon. Well, just um, I, I would say just keep an eye out on their uh, their Twitter in the next few hours. Um, okay. They'll probably release the photos from the night. And then the clips will probably be up on YouTube. Okay. That sounds cool. Yeah, no way they actually had him on TV and, like, they're hiding it. So, like, they'll release it soon. Yeah, I hope so, because I'm like, that's that's pretty cool if he did that. That's pretty funny. That's meta as hell. That'd be like Ryan Reynolds showing up as Deadpool. Like, that. that's dope. Yeah, that's already, yeah. I'm like, that's very bald. Uh, he's embracing. Well, he's getting his own goddamn show, so. Yeah, man. So, <laughs> go, go go all out. When it's when, I tell you what, when Black Adam is getting ready to come out, I, oh. I want to see Dwayne The Rock Johnson in nothing but that suit. <laughs> nothing but that suit. I don't, you could be telling me, oh, no, he hasn't promoted a whole nother movie. Well, be in that suit. Don't don't wear a regular suit. Wear the Black Adam suit everywhere. I can't um, those damn costumes. Oh, Joel, man, that is high on my, on my need list. <laughs> like, 
if if Shazam looked as good as he did, albeit they do need to to fix it for the next movie, um, I can only imagine how perfect they're gonna nail this Black Adam suit. I agree. Like, cause I don't know if if they look anything like that. The shit that um, Boss Logic drew. Yes. Yeah. Hey, bro, that looked beautiful. Boss Logic, and and I think Boss Logic was saying something the other day about um when he uh he and his friends thought Ryan Reynolds was gonna be Hawkman, so he drew up the of it. He did dress up as John Cena uh, as uh, the Peacemaker. Oh, you see it? Yeah, he he did uh think fast. With with Jimmy, I guess you're like you know, rapid fire questions, and then I guess it's he did a uh uh video, uh-huh. uh, and he's dressed up as Peacemaker. That is so goddamn dope. John Cena is the perfect guy to be the um to be a character like this because he'll really dig into it and, and make it fun. Can't oh, wait to see Can't wait to see Suicide Squad and the Peacemaker uh series. I know. Um, you know we're not far from it, so can't wait. But that's all we got, right? That's everything. All right, we will see you guys same time, same place next week. Peace. Peace. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.